Holy sh- that whole- okay, actually, I just had an idea. What the f*** going on down there? May the 6th be with you, everybody listening. It's uh, Evangelist with WTFTFW, and I'm joined by TJ. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a follower of the Schwartz, so I don't celebrate your May whatever. I, I'm not. No, I don't. I'm not a nerd. I'm just saying it's May the 6th. It's, it's, it's what I do. Uh, you you guys, though, friggin' nerds, especially the big the biggest airplane nerd there is Aaron is back with us this week I don't know about the biggest but okay the biggest one that well, I've never heard anyone advocate the existence of helicopters more than you uh, we are here to talk about some transformers and just generally catch up on the month of May um, Aaron you were gone last time yes I was I was out in uh, the San Francisco San Jose area yeah I, I knew mm. I could s- I can smell Met up with somewhere. Seth, and we were trying to do something, and then you forgot about how calendars work, and so it didn't happen. Oh, I can, yeah, you, I can, I can smell the Seth on you. I can smell the California. It's very hot, boxy. No, we had a good trip. Aside from trying to get there, we ended up being delayed for five and a half to six hours in the airport. I saw on your Twitter that you had like a kind of terrible time. Yeah, getting over so there. that that happened, and then so then we get to SFO late, and all of the San Francisco car rental people's computers are down, so it was a slow manual line filling out stuff, and I was just at my breaking point because for my brain it was like four in the morning, <sighs> and I'm trying to deal with somebody just like I just want something that has more than three wheels, two seats, space enough for two carry-on bags so i can drive the hour to where we're staying guy slowly checks through and then i walk out and the way that alamo works is they just say hey if it's the regular it's on the right if it's the premium it's on the left and so then i go through all the like no i just need like whatever the cheapest thing is to like okay well do you want a a full-size f-150 no okay well here's a mid-range crossover i just want I just want a compact car because I'm going to be in the city. Oh, okay. Well, here's a compact. All right, cool. You want to check it out? No. I just want to go because I'm tired and I'm cranky. Well, it sounds and, like after talking to Seth that the the actual stay went pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. We had a good time. We were in. Uh, so Sunday we did Japantown with Seth. I uh, had a lot of fun there. Um then we, I mean, we farted around. We did a couple different uh, local museums. We did, there's a Rosicurian Egyptian museum that we went to. We went to the Winchester Mystery House. That's the house where the lady kept building on it for like 30 years. What's the mystery? It, well, the mystery is just how crazy was she? Because so, it, it, that's you, like, that's the out? house. Get, 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 the answer is very. Okay. The house has, you know, stairways that go up to nothing. They have cab, kitchen cabinets that are an inch deep. And then the cabinet across from it opens up into a hallway. God, that reminds um, me of the psych building at UVic. Uh, the psych building at UVic was like this weird semi-artistic arch- like architectural project uh-huh. where the, 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 the architect tried to model the building on the pathways and shape of the human brain, which meant that the building was horrifying to navigate through, especially if you had a class there. Yeah. Because there were like so, hallways that just end. So this was... Um, 
like the the lady that was the heir to the Winchester Firearms Company, um, she f- like lost her her daughter um, shortly after birth, and then a few years later, her husband. And just as part of all of that, she basically went and uh, that's second profanity. Wow, I'm slipping. Yeah, so, yeah, I know you, you were just over in California. You come <laughs> yeah, back just swearing and talking about marijuana. The, the, and... the, the anger of driving on the 101. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she had psychics telling her that to keep the the spirits of all of those that have been killed by Winchester rifles away, you need to always be building on this house, sleep in a different bedroom every night, and some of this various stuff. So each night she would go to her um, seance room have an hour-long seance, and then the next morning would have new instructions for her carpenters on what they should be working on. And so then there are, like, there are multiple projects through the house that were that looked like they were about three-quarters done and then just stopped to go do something else and never touched again. I'm glad you guys made it back safe. Uh, yeah. I had a good time there. Because uh, Aaron and I, we, we, man, have we got the hottest news to talk about. You ever, yeah. You ever heard of tiny turbo changers? Uh, are they like the tiny Titans? Slightly, but they're better. Um, TJ, have you seen any of these tiny turbo changers in person yourself yet? Um, I saw them kicking around Walmart. I didn't actually pick any up. Yeah, I, I haven't gone out shopping uh, for any Transformers for a little bit ever since the, the last night stuff launched. Um, but these are actually the thing I'm the most excited to find, uh, having heard more about them. They're, uh, they're, they're blind packed the same way that, uh, Tiny Titans are. This, this new story we're linking is basically that there's identification codes, which is a single letter, uh, that you can find embossed on the packaging. And apparently, as I scrolled down the thread, apparently sometimes the embossing is so messy you can't actually really tell what the letter is. Uh, the funny thing about this, which I think really bears mentioning amidst all of this talk of identification codes, is that, like Tiny Titans, there's also just a window on the back of the bag, so you can see what color the figure inside is. So, the code thing is maybe a little much, but, uh, I wanted, I wanted to, to mention these briefly, because I saw them kicking around Twitter. They're basically, like, micromasters as far as their engineering and, and, and transformation. Okay. They're, like, they're, they're like little micromasters of movie characters, who are like a little stubby version of, the, of their alt mode. And then they actually transform with like a three, four step transformation into a little stubby version of the robot mode, uh, mostly unpainted. But uh, some folks on Twitter have started painting them and they look really, really nice uh, when they're painted up because uh, there is a ton of detail on them to pick out. So uh, just heads up anyone out there who's, who's hunting out down their tiny turbo changers. There are identification codes. Uh, which you can use in conjunction with the windows to absolutely for sure uh, get whichever ones you're looking for. The thing I actually need to figure out is like how many actual molds there are in this, because there are certainly like a couple repaints, um, even ones as straightforward as like there's a Grimlock and a Shadow Grimlock. There's a Bumblebee and a Knight Strike Bumblebee. So there's there's some straight up repaints, but I don't know if there's also like different characters that are just the same mold, but I, I wouldn't mind going mold complete in that first wave because they look they look really fun and they're also like three Mm -hmm. bucks or whatever yeah i'm looking at the picture for wave two that came out and it seems like a lot of them do share engineering Mm -hmm. where a lot of it's just like pull arms out flip legs out you're done 
Yeah, but it's like it's like even if they have the same process, like all the pieces on a lot of them are original to like look actually look like the characters, mm -hmm. which is a step beyond what I was kind of expecting for at least a lot of the car ones. Uh, so yeah, I, want, I really want to mess with those. Also, there's a movie Soundwave one in Wave One, and I like movie Soundwave, and there there are not many toys of him, uh, especially like the way he actually looked in the movies. So uh, that one I've seen someone painting up, and it, it looked really cool. But uh, that was our little warm-up, because also, I don't think there was actually, I scrolled through a couple pages, there wasn't a ton of, like, really, like, solid news that I I, I think we're all really all that into. Uh, oh, what, come on, what are you talking about? I mean, I didn't... I could get a Transformers Alight last night razor. You could. I mean, do you, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were enough of a shaving aficionado. I mean, really I just bought a razor, actually, like two weeks ago wasn't because it, the wasn't old it? handle that I had it was it was not a last night one but wasn't I, I, I just saw that at least it, it was not it was no. uh quattro maybe I don't know I was just like eh, that one whatever that's not a transformer because uh, yeah there's like there's transformers a lot of movie branded stuff uh chic hydro razors <laughs> licensed costumes um, oh if you're in China you could get the official shampoo and facial cleanser to go with the razor yeah, and then you, you have would, your own personal hygiene set. And when you shave, your skin would just peel off, and there would be like Cybertronium uh, underneath, or, or Transformium. Transformium, underneath. yeah. Cybertronium would also be kind of cool as a name. Um, yeah, like there's just I, I did not see anything major jumping out at me. Um, the biggest news I thought last week was the the reveal on that masterpiece movie prime. Me and Seth talked about it a whole bunch. I didn't know if you guys. Uh, had a ton to say about it because um, I know that uh, TJ, even though you're a massive movie fan, you're not like a massive <laughs> 07 Optimus Prime fan specifically. I uh, give or take. I mean, for me, that toy was for me, that uh, figure in general was done when the Revenge of the Fallen version came out. Like, did you, did you see the the profile shots, though? I um, I did see the correctly transformed one. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro, dear God, hire an actual photographer. Did you notice that it looked like the, the box cover was that Hasbro picture after someone snuck in and just fixed it? Yeah. That was so cute. <laughs> no, there's was... a someone got them in hand and actually like turned that toy and the original Revenge of the Fallen toy sideways and showed like that uh, the new one is way less backpacky. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I thought was pretty cool it's too, it's more together but i still don't see like what if i'm getting that much more by you know s you know switching up mm. you know like i feel like i'm done with that design just having the revenge of the fallen and uh aaron i know you're you're all up in dead engineering uh which i think is part of the draw of that new movie prime but did you have any strong feelings on it i didn't i think that's definitely one that i'd i need to look at more it was uh i think i saw some bits of it whilst dealing with travel stuff mm. so i need to actually dig through and find more and just analyze and we've got like a new picture of the the rid stunticons box set except that like menasaur motormaster is completely mistransformed mm -hmm. and it mostly just confirms a whole bunch of sadness for me which is that they don't look all that great uh <laughs> they just I don't look know like how you manage to mistransform one of these you you know, you can do a lot when you're not actually looking at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Or if you get handed Menasaur and you just go like, well, I don't know who these are, but I pulled all the limbs off and this dude seems to have a head, so I'll put him down. Let's take the photo. Um, so because like don't they don't they take these photos to convince people to buy these things? Yeah, am, am, am I mistaken? I, I on think that, I think at this point they've already got like the line buy-in, so this is just promo stuff for whatever for box art for catalogs catalogs they're already committed to whatever so or it's a carefully crafted scenario to get us older fans to still keep talking about this this set of toys by so blatantly mistransforming one of them because <laughs> they know that we're the kind of people who are gonna be like can you see what they did there look at what they did uh you know gesturing and huffing on our pipes um but yeah i i didn't see like just anything that that, that blew me out of the water so i got us a, a triplicate listener question set to finish off all of the april 2017 listener questions because i i got a bunch of them already now that we're in may so uh let's get into these we've got one from random access who says, yo, podcastonauts, since we now live in a world where machinima, quote-unquote, older-oriented series exist, I often think about the different ways uh, in styles that a um, better series might take. I should probably put my actual story ideas to paper at some point, he's, he continues. But eventually settle on the thought of maybe a sort of not-quite-anthology-like style, uh, following a couple different kinds of casts similar to how Star Wars Clone Wars did. Uh, for example, let's say Optimus leads a more classic group of Autobots on Earth, doing... Uh, things like Mech uh, or some Septicons led by Starscream, and then maybe some more obscure guys led by Elita dealing with Shockwave on Cybertron, and maybe some dudes in space to set up bigger threats. I don't know, I'm just throwing slag out there, thoughts, jokes, weird tangents, what click. Uh, so yeah, basically, what if there was a Transformers cartoon that didn't, didn't just focus on a cast, but focused on a universe in which there are several different stories going on? Um, and I think that's a really cool idea. I think that also... Uh, that allows more freedom to the writers in, in one direction. Uh, it means maybe there's less of a serialized approach, but I think it also could, if, if you just tell writers working on one of these, like, you know, older oriented series, just write us an episode. I feel like you're going to get better results than, uh, the serialized thing that Machinima made. Mm -hmm. Uh, serialized can work, but I think that it also adds an element of complexity that, at this point, maybe let's try one that's not going for that and see how that turns out. But uh, I don't know. Aaron, how do you feel about uh, this idea for an older-oriented um, show? I think I'd be really interested in that uh, just because that's, a, I mean, a, a good way to let a lot, I don't know, kind of deeper story or deeper character development happen, rather. Yeah. Um. You know, you can have, and I mean, the way that like Clone Wars did it from time to time is like, hey, here's a bunch of exposition BS in the first minute and a half. Hey, you're caught up to where we want you to be in the story to know what stuff's going on. You don't have to necessarily say, hey, do you remember the time that, you know, Scooby Waves, whatever. It's just like, oh, and after fighting their way through the blockade, and you're like, wait, what blockade? We didn't see anything. And it's just like, well, that's probably just an unimportant story so that you know that they had a fight mm. and let's move on where you don't have to, where it's kind of goes a little bit against the show don't tell but at the same time it's like look we've got 22 minutes to get through this 
Yeah. Let's not eat eight of that up with exposition stuff that doesn't really matter. And and to to be honest, like you know, that point maybe will end would end up being moot with the same production company, or you know, the same production, not really company that mm-hmm. had the start of episode two of Combiner Wars, where in a what was it like a seven minute episode or whatever, there was like yeah. a minute and a half of Starscream jaggedly flying over a city. Mm-hmm. So like. Unfortunately, any thoughts that we have that could be helpful, like we're dealing with an entity that actively created a very flawed uh, product at the end of the yeah. day. But I, I, that's why I think like, hey, you know what? Maybe anthology stories would at least <laughs> it would at least escape some of the like, I feel like part of what really got in the way of Combiner Wars, aside from all the other things that got in the way, is this whole serialized thing meant that in a way the series was itself a short film and at some points that felt like that really manifested in those one week waits of, uh, of of these forced cliffhangers. It felt like I was actually just pausing a movie and walking away for seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, what do you think about this idea for uh, the older oriented Transformer shows getting more anthology style? There's actually a lot of this that I like the idea of. Like Right now we're dealing with this little renaissance of obscurity in characters where Titans Return kind of has this vibe of, well, we can do the Headmasters and some of the old Target Masters and, uh, oh, why not? Some of the year two and three casts and we'll throw in some Japanese characters too. Like, we're getting this little melting pot of everything that was not your standard Transformer characters. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, we put the Iron Hides and the Jazzes and we'll put all them to the side and focus on these guys that don't have a whole lot going on generally. I feel like something like that that could give them a little bit of backstory and give them a little bit more exposure would actually do really, really well right now. Oh yeah. Especially. Well, I was going to say, especially if we're leading into power of the primes where it looks like we're adding like Optimus primal back in probably star saber and death source characters that you probably don't know much about if you're just a casual fan, that's just kind of picking up whatever they can. And, and Mm -hmm. I think having like, um, that, that storytelling style with, like you said, like these characters who are kind of from all over the place and then having the one unifying thing being also they're all partnered with Titan Masters. Right. You know, we're not going to make like a massive episode long plot point out of that. It's just that is the common thread between all of these stories. Like that that could be really cool. Like we're way too far away from that every like even if this somehow made it to the doorstep of people working on the show Titans Return it's far too late for that to affect that thing in, in any way I think like I'm that's that's the thing where you got to just get ready for hey remember that Cybertron set they built get ready to see more of that remember Metroplex's arm get ready to see more of that uh ready for mouth flappy monologues panning shots across these backdrops get ready for more of that that's what I'm expecting anyway I would like to be wrong but yeah, uh, I, I I think that the oh what was that little storybook? It was like that promo storybook that was actually using fiction based on the bios on the back of the packaging for Titans Return, where it's just like those little like two page spreads of like oh here's, man I totally forgot about that like that as mm-hmm. a show feels like what you were just describing mm-hmm. where they were at di- on different planets with different sets of characters. Really, what I kind of want done up in animation is all of those little comic books they do for the Unite Warriors toys. That would, yeah, well, that would be yeah. just a, a joy. That would, <laughs> that would be a joy. That would maybe be too fan wanky to actually work <laughs> beyond like the small audience of people who would really get into that stuff. But I certainly would like it. I bet Sakamoto would be like jazzed about that. 
like animating the uh the mega the, what was it uh skyrain megatronia baldigus comic book story mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. that craziness like that would be fun even like doing it in the most <laughs> anime ass style with like just leaning into stuff like the combiner port castration scene uh making total goofs out of it i don't know it could could be neat um uh, but yeah ramdom excess i think that's a really sound idea uh and maybe you know something like that can happen down the road. Not necessarily the Machinima series, but something else could could take that approach. Um, I am fascinated to see what Machinima does for Titans Return. Like to see what that production uh, puts out after putting out Combiner Wars, and then as a result of that being told, you get to do another one. I would like to know what what they actually do. I want to know if any lessons are learned or if the wrong lessons are learned, which is, all right, this meant we got to do another one. Let's do more of the same. There's such a part of me that secretly hopes that every time a Titan takes a step on the surface of Cybertron, it sounds like an empty soda can hitting the floor. That would be great. Pink, 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 pink. (laughs) And I would also love it if literally no one's head ever comes off and turns into a robot. That would also be be wonderful. Like absolutely nobody. Like, whoever wrote this got the wrong message and was like, all right, it's all about Fortress Maximus. Cool. <laughs> or or better yet, the first episode has it and then never again. One guy is like, okay, here we go. Okay. Oh. And then it's just never mentioned again. It's Fortress Maximus who does it, and then he dies in the first two minutes. Yeah. And, all right, yeah. All right. I get, I, I'm imagining just, like, some character introduction scene where just, like, a little robot walks up to the body. It hops up you hear the transformation sound and then he just steps into the light and his head's already there yeah like you and don't it's, even have, it's just implied that it turned into his head and, and you never, never mention it again yeah never mentioned again it's like sentinel prime or something and then like in, later on in a panel the writer's like well no you see that's like out of the comic books that was supposed to be infinitus taking you know the identity of sentinel prime as he did in the comic books we just you know didn't have time to to have him say he was doing that ever. see that's what i genuinely expect i expect a comic book route where like since she has a titan's return figure coming or just windblade's head to transform and yeah. that's the only titan master in the whole thing it'll happen at the very end and then they're gonna miss the part where it turns into her head it just turns into a little box that clips onto the back of her neck <laughs> uh listen that's the faith that they built up in me after combiner wars and it feels like a very solid um, skepticism that I've got built up. It's one of those difficult situations where we're kind of making fun of this, but at the same time, we can't completely separate it from possibility. Exactly. It's it, After having a show called Combiner Wars, where literally nobody ever combined on screen, anything is possible uh, with the Machinima Transformers cartoons. Um. Our second set of listener questions, because there's more than one of them in this, comes from Triceradon, who says, Hello, esteemed members of the wonderful Transformers uh, aficionados at TFW. I present a small pair of listener questions. Number one, what are your opinions on repurposing toys in collections or having a character stand in for another? I'm not talking about buying multiple Scourges to serve as sweeps or multiple Gnaws to serve as generic Sharktacons, but a toy sold as one character being used on the buyer's shelf as another. For instance, I'm using GDO Swerve as Ironhide on my classic shelf because I don't much care for the universe mold and I'm not interested in the Combiner Wars one. Do you have any toys you're repurposing? Uh, this is a slight aside. Just today, I was thinking to myself, what Ironhide toy would go well with Chromia to show... Because I, I took some photos of, uh, of 
uh, Titans Return Rewind and Chrome Dome, and I was like, oh, I should take photos of other pairings from the comic books. Who could I put with Chromia? And I was sitting there going, like, I don't have an Ironhide that looks any good with Chromia. They, they never made one. Darn. Uh, so I think that idea totally works, actually. <laughs> like, the head's not quite right, but it's a big red robot who certainly does look a little more solid than uh, than Universe Ironhide. But, yeah, how do you guys feel about... Uh, just taking a toy and saying it's someone else putting it on a shelf like i i think that's fine uh i think that semi-official sources have even done that uh at this point but um i don't know tj is there anything about that idea that that jives with you or offends you offends me yeah are you are you actually really no, angry it's, it's this? the character like, it's the character they say and it's only who they say right his, down to the name spelling yeah how, his how, name is, is how is there, swerve on the how, box how is there a different opinion than that Either it is exactly what it is on the box, and that's the only thing it can be, or you're an mm-hmm. animal. Yeah, you call it. De- yeah, when that new toy comes out, you call it Decepticon Octone, not Octane. Don't leave the Decepticon off; it's part of the trademark. I I didn't know this, but actually, Octone was his Japanese name. I I'd missed that till a couple weeks ago. Because uh, that that came up in a thread somewhere. I don't remember where. So they didn't they didn't actually just mistype Octane. Or uh, so, so they they maestered him. That's right. That would be like if if Autobot Meister came out. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, uh, so, uh, so TJ and Aaron, you both clearly are very angry to hear about uh, <laughs> Swerve's Iron Eye. <laughs> no, it's your toys. Do whatever you want with them. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Have, just if that's how you have fun with it, have fun with it. Like, I don't know anything personally that I've done. Like, I don't have anything, like, I, I think I'm at a point where pretty much every character I can imagine having, I've got some version of them, so I never really need to resort to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, for me, it's more just the nebulous ones, like all the, you know, the Japanese Lyo Convoy painted guys. Uh, it's kind of like, I, I think it's kind of open-ended as to whether or not, like, the, you know, Arms Micron and, Titan, and, and Legends Titans Return ones are like, is that Lyo Convoy or is that quote-unquote Leo Prime? And it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, I'm kind of because I don't really care that much. I sort of flip flop in my head where I'm like, you know, in this display, this really works as Lyo Convoy. Or this display, this works as the Arms Micron guy. Yeah, um, I know I used to do that a lot as a kid. Oh yeah, because like yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I I, I couldn't get like a Sunstreaker as a kid, so I had uh, one of the the Gobot Puzzler characters, the yellow one. And like in my head, that was Sunstreaker. So you know? so what what are we saying to Triceradon that he needs to grow up, get a real job, maybe a haircut? Well, Aaron, you seem to be like one of the loudest opponents of using GDO Swerve as Ironhide. So, uh, you know, what's your manifesto? No, when when it's yours and at home, you can do whatever the heck you want with it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. I had somebody. Oh, um, when I was doing one of the big sell-offs of things, yeah, there was somebody that, as I was getting ready to sell, I forget what it was. It was a slightly oddball, but not. I remember there being a touch of rarity to it, but not something super rare. And, like, as I'm in the process, the guy's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to customize this and take it apart and repaint it all and do all this stuff. Is that okay? I was like, well, you're paying for it, so sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, no, I didn't. I mean, if it, if it meant a lot to you, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm like, well, if it meant a lot to me, I wouldn't be selling it. And when you buy it, it's, it's now yours. So, I mean, go for it. Send me pictures when it's done. I never got pictures when it was done. Send me pictures when it's done. <laughs> Wherever and... you are out there. Send us yeah. pictures when it's when it's none. If you can also remember this thing from like five years ago, cool. <laughs> um, and it was like okay. And so yeah, I'm very much a proponent of like eh, it's yours. 
you know, go for it. You know, I think people are are maybe a little bit silly when they're buying toys and then uh, not opening them, um, especially as, as Transformers, because, hey, there's a whole engineering and other half or two thirds or five sixths of a toy that you're mm-hmm. not going to see if it stays sealed. But as um, I was at a actually a different we did an extra life thing last night doing a, a risk a Star Wars risk mm-hmm. tournament thing. We raised a little bit of money. And as we were sitting there, somebody said something about uh, Transformers and Transformers risk. And then somebody pointed at me and you said, oh, you should talk to Aaron. He knows a lot about Transformers. <laughs> and then it and then it turned into uh, like you got some. I'm like, yeah, I have quite a bit i have some yeah I, I i have i have quite a bit to the point of like i need to sell a bunch off so that i don't look like i'm some sort of crazy hoarder person and i have a podcast that I, we've i've been doing for uh hundred episodes and and uh yeah I, there's quite a bit oh so do you dress up it's like yeah i, I dress in <laughs> nice clothes sometimes no i mean like like do you do you pretend that you're a robot i was like Yes. Other, other than uh-huh. work, when I'm just chewing through stuff and just on automatic, no, not normally. What you mean oh, you well. don't? You just oh, you just well. gotta you gotta say yes when people ask you things like that. <laughs> right. I, I've, I've been in, I've been in that situation where you, I say see, I'm you're, in a fandom. You're just, you're just going for yes and though. Well, yeah, yes and <laughs> I, I've been in that situation where I say I'm in a fandom and for whatever, like I guess it's, it just seems like a new thing now. I say I'm in a fandom and it's not even oh do you collect blah blah. blah. It's immediately oh you cosplay and I'm like. I didn't know when that became the assumption, and then I was like, "Man, I wish I did cosplay Transformers because that stuff looks cool." Yeah, but I don't know how. <laughs> Lots of boxes, but but then it was like, "Oh, but you leave everything sealed, right, for the value?" I'm like, "Heck no!" They're, they're like they they transform. It's literally in the name of the things. If you don't open them, then there's at least one mode that you're not seeing, and they're yeah. generally pretty poseable, and you don't see that, and. On and on. So it was like, yeah, oh. But okay. I was watching Toy Hunter the other night, and that guy said not to ever <laughs> um, open anything because he's a scumbag. Don't believe anything you see on TV or on the internet or that you hear on the internet, especially things that you hear from the internet. Yeah, like that right now. Us. Don't believe us. Yeah, yeah. Nothing well, okay. We there's one thing you should believe. Okay, this is this is truth now. We're not. This is not some kind of bit. Is do what you want with your toys. No one has any right to tell you not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, call them whatever you want. Have them represent whatever you want. I like. I want to say I, I, that it, it's the very idea is silly to me. If people like sneaking around looking at collection photos, like getting intel and then judging you on what you do with them, but like internet fandom probably actually does have that. So don't worry about it because it, it's not the toys you have; it's the shelves that you have. That's right. If your shelves aren't right. high end, none of this matters. No, like pe- people, any like to anyone out there, you got more important things to worry about than judging how other people buy their toys, and mm-hmm. so don't worry about it. If you want to say that this toy is swerve, or if you want to buy Grimlock and say, "Nah, this is Clobber," because you know what? I think Clobber sounds like a, like a, maybe he might be a cooler character than Grimlock. You know, mm-hmm. you, you might get attacked, but it would be worth it to stand up for your beliefs. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever done the repurposing things. I feel like I have. But I don't remember anymore what I did. So it probably wasn't actually all that important. Um, but yeah, it's fine. 
and collect sealed if you want to. Like I, I understand the draw yeah. of sealed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, for, I, for Transformers specifically, like I feel like it kind of comes part and parcel. If you collect sealed Transformers, it's like you know, as Transformers fans, we have to be ready for oh. Uh, do you remember Soundwave? Uh, do you dress up as robots? And then if you're a sealed collector, probably, you know, you have the one extra thing, which is, what's it like never experiencing one half to, to, to two thirds of your toys? Um, That's why you have to buy multiples of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is a part where I start getting, this is where I can't take my own advice and I get a little bit judgy. And I know people even who have done this and I, I've, I've almost done it myself, but like when I hear people who regularly are like, oh yeah, I always buy one uh, copy of every toy for every mode it has. I'm always like, that doesn't sound sustainable after you've done it for like eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am so sorry when Six Shot came out. Yeah, because I mean, there are there are folks who felt obligated, like, well, Six Shot's out, I gotta buy seven of them. One sealed, one for each mode. And then, you know, they get really angry if you bring up Wing Wolf mode. Uh, but every, everyone's got their own way to collect. Um, and you know, you, you might end up making fun. Just be ready to be made fun of yourself. If you do, I try to always be ready for that. I try to preempt that just by like generally assuming I'm doing things wrong. Yeah, that's, uh, just, uh, and you know, again, the, it's easier to, uh, be humorous and make fun of yourself than take anything that we do serious. That's yeah. right. Also, we're podcasters, so we're kind of the bottom barrel of the fandom. Because we can't even have conversations without feeling like we have to record them. Mm-hmm. And that's just screwed up, especially in the surveillance age we live in. <laughs> like, we're just helping the government out. It's like, oh, you want to know what I've been talking about? Here is a couple gigabytes of recorded conversations I've been making yeah. for the last few years. <laughs> um... There's another question, by the way, from Triceradon, which is, number two, most people display their figures in robot mode. Are there any that you display in vehicle or beast mode? I display Titans Return Skullcruncher in crocodile mode, not only because I really like the head sculpt and want to see it, uh, but because my robot mode hips are garbage. Um, yeah, there's, uh, Sharktacons are my easy one, because to me, their shark mode is their actual primary mode. Um, but also, like, uh, I think with combiners, like, it it's it's for always a kind of a, a thinking process for me because it's like i it's easy to just display the combined modes and certainly it's more space conscious but uh-huh. there are times where i'm like do i really like how these figures look as a squad rather than as like a, a you know a large titanic dude um i think that displaying everything in robot mode and then combined mode if they can i think a lot of people actually they don't really do that for um aesthetic tastes so much as space conscious tastes uh obviously there are going to be plenty of exceptions to that but i think a lot for a lot of people it's just you can put more on a shelf if they're bipedal um Mm -hmm. but is there like aaron is there anything that you've kind of enjoyed displaying not in robot mode um sometimes if they have a good uh beast mode animal mode um they'll get displayed like that Mm -hmm. um just for some variety um i did actually get something since the last time we talked that has to be displayed in animal mode more on that later Uh oh i actually don't know what you're talking about so i'll find out later Mm -hmm. um but tj what about you is there anything that you prefer to display uh not in robot mode that's actually the thing i i'm trying to think and i don't think there is because I, I, you are very, you, you pretty much hit it on the head. Because I am a shelf collector, I like to display as much as I can, and that means I need to keep as much shelf space as possible. So, everything is designed, everything is in in display for vertical space. 
mm. rather than horizontal. I can remember something in my head. I can remember, like I can remember finding transformers that I I just loved how the vehicle mode or uh, alternate mode looked. Yeah, but for the life of me, I can't remember which ones they were. Like trying to think back to it now, like I know I had ones I'm kind of reluctant to bring it back to robot mode because I like this vehicle so much, but it's it's kind of escaping me at the moment. I've had that with some, uh, actually some third-party ones, uh, and specifically third-party ones that have non-Earth vehicle modes. Sometimes uh, those like alien alt modes really hit it for me. Um, I think an easy one is Mastermind Creations' uh, version of Tarn. I actually really like that tank mode a lot. Uh, I think it looks like a really cool tank. And uh, I had that, at least for uh, an overnight session, it was kind of just sitting on my desk as a tank because I thought it looked cool. Uh, I think I put a Titan Master on him, and then I felt special. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, I think space concerns are often the reasoning behind it or specifically for masterpiece displays, because those tend to belong to collectors who are very character oriented. The robot mode is the character for, for the most part. And so like a lot of masterpiece displays tend to be robot mode, I think, because that is the cast, uh, and their alternate modes don't really represent them that well, uh, compared to their robot modes. Um, our last listener question uh, comes from The Vacuuminator. It's a long one, so I'll paraphrase it a bit. It's very YouTube-oriented. Um, but basically, The Vacuuminator was talking about how back in, you know, the late aughts, 08, 09, uh, he felt that a lot of toy reviews on YouTube tended to be a lot more, uh, in general, just a lot more fun, or people having fun with toys, being experimental, being goofy, just trying stuff out. Uh, and he feels that nowadays a lot of videos, not all, um, with you know a lot of exceptions, but there are a, a majority of videos he sees nowadays feel more like product demos or uh, or they feel like, as he put it, someone saying, "Well, I got this thing, so I better review it." Um, you know, feeling like almost an obligation to record the toy, and less so feeling like you want to make a video piece out of it. Um, so his question is. Uh, do you find you feel the same about this issue in any way? And do you know of any channels that have the qualities I'm looking for besides the two I brought up uh, for myself and for others like me to check out? Um, and he mentioned he mentioned some stuff. Uh, but yeah, off the top of my head, like there there are standout examples that jump at me immediately. Like um, the the two I would think of right away is Thu. And uh, I, I also have been watching some Jobby the Hong because I got tagged in something about him on Twitter, and I went to look at his channel, and I was like, well, this is fun. Fellow has a Batman mask. But just, I, before we start talking about, like, plugging other channels to check out, like, just the whole thing about, uh, about making videos about toys, uh, we've got a giant in that industry among us here, because Aaron has made some of the longest Lego build videos in the world, um, from his, his long stint of streaming building Lego sets. Yeah, and, I uh, totally gave up on that. Well, I was wondering because you, I had fun talking to you about like your very brief, like run I mean, with that. So there are a couple that are coming up soon that would be like potentially great candidates for that sort of thing. Yeah, but I'll say from from my perspective, there was a very large uh, energy input versus result output that basically made it really not worth it. Yeah, and I, I think that's an important note as to, like, I think the tone of toy videos mm -hmm. right now compared to when it was kind of a fresh new thing. Because I remember you were saying, so I'm paraphrasing you, and you're right here in the room, so that's kind of a weird thing to do. But Well, go ahead, and I'll tell you how wrong you are. That's right. Uh, I remember you saying that it felt like it took a whole lot of work to set up to stream the building of, like, a Lego modular. 
-hmm. At the end of the day, you ended up with a kind of okay video, um, a couple people talking about it, and then a bunch of people going like, so when are you you doing the next one? So when are you doing the next one? Uh, yeah, especially stuff like modulars. You know, the the thing that I'm talking about is, and I'm going to introduce a whole other sector of people to it, which is an ongoing joke that I shouldn't be. However, um, <laughs> uh, June 1st, Lego is releasing the uh, Lego Idea Saturn V set. Mm-hmm. It's a three-foot-tall model of uh, the Saturn V. Oh, quaint, quaint. That... Uh, I, there are two or three people at work that I know uh, have just come out of their dark ages of, from Lego um, and are getting this set. I'm getting this set and I have had multitudes of people messaging me saying, hey, Aaron, did you know that there's a Lego? St-? Yes, I know. Lego <laughs> space. I got it. Thank you. Though. Aaron, I heard Thank you, you like Lego and I heard you like space. You probably don't know um, this. but <laughs> So like I, I feel that would be a very interesting thing to have a build of out there. Um, and I, 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 I did kind of like streaming that stuff and being able to talk with friends. However, then it, it does very much become the, now I'm, uh, you know, attention segregated between actually building things and trying to pay attention to a chat because there may or may not be people in there. I had some where I would have one person in the chat and be trying to kind of talk to them as I'm building things mm-hmm. and not get a reply. And then I wonder like, are they actually there? Yeah. Are you there? Hey, hey, are you there? And you were no? taking on. Like- okay. I'm going to keep building then. And I was building some pretty serious sets. So it, yeah. I'd be sitting there for two hours, one night, three hours, another night to build something like a modular. Because I would say and, live streaming a Lego modular is probably one of the biggest undertakings you could take as far as making right. videos about toys right? Uh, in a live and, medium. And then to, like, take it the other way, if you've got something that's a quick build, you know, a little, you know, 200-piece set, by the time that you're sitting there tweeting out, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing, uh, come watch me. Okay, I'm done. Oh, here come here come viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm done with that build. Bye. Donate to Extra Life, please. Yeah. So speaking I, speaking of, you should. We're starting back up. We got three new people signed up. We got. I'm on your team. I'm on your thing. team, right? I'm on. I know. I, I know. But okay, I'm, good. I'm, I'm I'm telling everybody else. No, that's actually, out there. I, I wanted to check because I actually couldn't remember if I signed up for the new team or not. I'd, it's I'd, been a while. Let's go see. I get the emails. So I think let's I have. go see. You probably do. But uh, um, what, what I think Aaron's uh, Aaron's stories kind of kind of represent is the obligation side of of Mm -hmm. wanting to regularly make uh toy videos and how especially for something like that like that that was it is a terrible equation when if if most of what you do is like i'm going to stream building big lego sets it's like all right it's a lot of work you kind of take some of the enjoyment out of the building and most of your reward is people saying so when you're doing it again um and so that's that's a recipe for just kind of sucking the inspiration out of you um but there, there's a lot more to this equation. Uh, TJ, um, you were doing uh, for a while. I remember you had you had this almost feeling of obligation to create more highly produced videos and a whole bunch of them in a row uh, in the form of like your plastic addict or uh, mm-hmm. something that's mentioned at the end here, like your your role play toy stuff. And that you've kind of you found a, like right now you've kind of found a, a more happy rhythm with uh, with random reviews and other stuff. So do you do you feel like that could also enter into the reason why there's maybe like that a majority of the people who are still making videos have this kind of this this feel of well I got to just make this one and move on to the next one because uh, you get you've got 
I find you get audiences that, that, like, in general, audiences on the internet want regularity. Uh, and it's easy to feel like, well, I did this one thing that a lot of people liked, so I guess I'll just regularly do that. And that's, I think, uh, on YouTube specifically, a very dangerous thing to fall into. It kind of is. It kind of is. Because I'm always the type where I encourage you to experiment as much as possible. Figure out what works, what you enjoy doing, and don't be afraid to try anything. Because even if you, even if it comes up a total failure, at the very least, it's something you can add to your toolbox for later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for this question in particular, like I feel like this, th- this hits a lot of my own notes for me because you, you, yeah, like I, I was doing like these big produced videos with a lot of extra production work behind them. You know, the you know like the plastic addicts that were completely scripted out, fully edited, and all this uh, because the the whole idea behind my channel to begin with was let's do things differently let's not you know let's just do things however i want and not worry about how anyone else is doing things we'll just we'll we'll try to figure out if there's some other way you can present a toy i find personally when i fall into like the rhythm of random review i do kind of get to that feeling sometimes of well this is the new stuff that came in so i should i should fire out these reviews here because in reality, it's me keeping my channel busy. Yeah. And, while uh, I... Well, I was going to say, like, uh, one of the realities of I find a lot of viewership for toy videos on YouTube is people, the larger number of people want to see the new thing about as, as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, and so that because there, there's a third part of this that I'm going to get to. I'll try to resist just going there. But yeah, like, the you, you know, if you get like the new wave of deluxes in for Titans Return, uh it's not a bad idea to go like all right i'm gonna drop everything and like see if i can fire off the you know these four reviews because that's what everyone wants to hear about right now right right and it's one of the things that like you know wh- where i got into the r- rhythm of random reviews because this allows me to get to that stuff without having to wait for scripts to be done and have to spend you know hours in the editing booth just to get a video out this lets me get that opinion gets that toy out there as quick as i can mm-hmm you know, but for me personally, I ended up in that rhythm just because just real life just started determining that I don't have the time to do the full scripting thing anymore. Yeah, and so you see, so mm-hmm. you, you figure out a way to still get that you know the completion satisfaction. Yeah, of, of getting a video made. Yeah, because in my head, I've got like ten plastic addicts that I haven't done yet. You know, I've got a five episode thing that I want to do. I've got a week of like he's he mentioned my old role play toys. I've got a week of X Aid stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got all this stuff in my head. It's a matter of does real life give me the time to actually make it happen? Yeah, and uh, realism is is you know kind of the the crux of the I think the last tent pole on this tripod we're kind of putting together here, which is because uh, Vacuumator mentions like you know for himself and other people like him who want to see stuff that that can hold hold their attention beyond being a new toy. Because he, he mentions uh, in the question, um, or was it? Uh, Wish there was more stuff out there like that because that earlier period I mentioned was what kept me into toys at a time where I was at an age and a financial situation that would have forced me out of the hobby completely for a few years. So basically it was a way to have entertainment based on his hobby uh, to kind of fill in for when, you know, he couldn't engage with actively spending money on the hobby. Right. Uh, which I, I I completely sympathize with and, and empathize mm-hmm. with. Um, this is the this is the part of the answer that I think sounds really ugly, and I don't know how to make it sound nicer, but I I also believe it to be true. Uh, and and I don't think this really is is something I'm acting on myself all that much because I adamantly want to find a way to get around it. 
But when uh, in the question he mentions that he finds like, you know, videos that are just more of a product demo uh, than anything else are kind of boring. I think a majority of the viewership for toy videos only want that, uh, especially for Transformers. Like if you mm -hmm. do a, a, a scroll through uh, whenever a thread comes up on TFW about what reviewers do you watch or something like that, there are a lot of replies, which are, uh, I just watched the video to see how the toy works. I don't actually care what they're saying. Um, sometimes I'll just mute it because I just want to get to a certain part to see how something works. Yeah. I think that is a majority of the people who are on YouTube right now watching toy reviews. So if someone does have a channel, which is primarily based on kind of just working the toy from mode to mode and, and talking about it, you know, A, there's nothing wrong with that. And B, that kind of is the touchstone video that a lot of people want right now. Yeah, because um, I, I noticed myself that like going out going a little off topic here when i'm going through for like common writer role play stuff the stuff that always has the most views are just straight up demo and they're often no words no yeah. music no nothing it's just this is what the toy does and and also straight up straight up demo videos that are made in japan day of release of the toy coming out the, yeah yeah <laughs> that, yeah that's uh that's numbers i could never hope to do doing an english all edited video and, and, like, that reality has been really harsh for Toku-based reviewers, uh, who, I think, in, in, on mass have come to realize there is no way to compete with Japan uh, yeah. for roleplay toys. Because in Japan, there are, like, not even just one channel, there are multiple channels who race amongst themselves to get the toy on release day, run home, and get, a, a you know, a functions demo yeah. done. Um, I, I can remember, I don't remember which belt it was, but... I want to say I had the the second English review up online. I I want to say it was the Drive Driver. Mm -hmm. Uh, like the second video in English for that review, and the only other person that beat me to that was someone who did an English video out of Japan. Yeah, and it still doesn't even come close. Like mm -hmm. even getting it as fast as I can, getting it out. And I like think with a lot of those things, there there is a level of just like what you know you want to identify what the toy does mm -hmm. you know okay you know doing doing skits around it hey that's interesting as entertainment but if i'm sitting here like man you know i kind of think i want to buy the the double driver you know i remember remember somebody talking about that i want to go see what it does mm -hmm. right and if somebody has uh 18 minute intro and all of that stuff you're just gonna be like ah, eh, forget it Oh, mm -hmm. here's a five minute video. This is probably going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah. And you so watch you... that video. Boom. Away it goes. OK, that's cool. Somebody put their love into that 30 minutes with, you know, cosplay with the the same brand style, a hat and everything. And they cover all the same stuff. But it took a whole lot longer. And time is the one resource that we have a finite amount of. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you lose you lose an audience in the first ten seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are if you are not straight to the point, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Right, yeah, exactly. Who are you guys? Yeah, it's the attention. It's the attention span of the internet. It's a million other options available to you with two clicks. Why am I wearing headphones? Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, so I think I think that like you know that that's the ugliest answer, but it's 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 a very true one in my experience anyway. Is that like speed and freshness are extremely important and specifically when you know the the types of videos vacuuminator was describing is ones he found kind of boring it's like those are those are also built on the back of what gets the most attention 
Um, that's why, to, to end this on a more positive note, uh, and, I, and I'm trying to say this without being back patty to myself, um, if you see videos uh, that you really like that are not based on speed and freshness, you know, like your Thews, for instance, uh, who, by the way, has been hitting, like, five-figure view count on... Like, he did a video recently on Revenge of the Fallen Stratosphere that hit over 10,000 views overnight. And I thought that was some of the best YouTube-oriented news I'd ever seen. Because, like, whenever I see something like that, or when I when I did a Devastator video that hit 100,000 views and that video came out a year after the toy came out, uh, stuff like that, I think, shows, like, there it's not hopeless um, for for a different kind of video. And mm-hmm. so as a viewer, if you do enjoy those videos and you see those videos getting made, you know, not even seeing a channel that makes them, just seeing a video that gets made like that, throwing, you know, a positive shout at it and, and saying quite loudly that you like it uh, does a whole lot. Because oh, yeah. like what Aaron was saying, if you put a lot of work into something and most of the response you get is someone you make another one like that's a very motivation crushing thing to hear mm-hmm. after a while. Um, and Aaron, hey, we're going to go spend a whole lot more money and a whole lot more time in order to give me a little bit of entertainment. Then I'm probably going to fast pan through and then complain that you. I, I had one guy complain like two years after the fact that I had threatened Andy Rue at one point in time with a Nerf gun. Yeah, because that was kind of like it was just like just like the hey, I have a Nerf gun, and he'd like chill out, and I had to go back through and. Yeah, sure enough, that's basically what it was. And I was like, okay, now you make me feel bad about my dog that's done passed on and trying to keep him in line. Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very hard to say this without sounding like something I don't want to say, which is shower video makers with praise because they deserve it, because that's not the audience's well, problem. Um, it is a very motivational thing. It is. Yeah, yeah but... It's 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 not the responsibility of the audience to do it. Oh no no no! But but, but from, like, from high, the, highly appreciated, I'll say that. Like, yeah yeah, from from the vantage point of a creator, I would say that it is a great motivator when you put a specifically when you've put a lot of work into something like a a very specific one off project. Like I put yeah. lots of work into this one, I put it out, and then a lot of the response is positive. It's like all right, it feels like that work was worth it. Yeah uh, I yeah I I did a. Uh, I did my plastic attic for Beast Machine Silverbolt, and that script was doing like the entirety of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven as a toy review, and mm. that was on and off work for a year to make sure that script was right, and the response to God like that makes every little bit of that worth it. Yeah, just because you know finding you know finding something that like I just did is this little what if this would work idea in my head. It took a lot of work, but to find people connecting to it and actually having that kind of emotional reaction to it like that you know that's that's the best part of it like i love knowing i love knowing that i made somebody happy with something i worked hard on yeah mm-hmm. and, and uh so seeing like you know in uh in early 2017 a re- like through putting up a video about a mostly forgotten revenge of the fallen uh voyager uh, and that thing hitting big time stuff like you know and 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 it certainly isn't the toy that's causing that that's through getting those views and to me, that says, like, there is still a lot of hope for uh, doing toy video media online that is not necessarily 100% oriented towards what's new, what's fresh, and how fast can we get this video piece up. So uh, I think I think that for, for Vecuminator or people who are like-minded wanting to see more videos that are, you know, more fun and experimental and stuff, uh, keep saying you're into that stuff. 
because I think there are more than a couple people who just do want to keep making that kind of video. I adamantly want to keep making uh, videos the way I do and, and, you know, changing and growing from there. But I adamantly want to make videos that have a certain level of production value um, for the amateur level that I'm I'm operating at. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that stuff's going to go away. But if, if I never really even noticed whether or not it had it had disappeared or not disappeared, disappeared, but had gotten, uh, I guess, onto the lower end of the ratio as Vicuminator was was implying but like yeah just if you, if you like that kind of stuff just keep telling the people who do that kind of stuff that you're digging it like i get messages uh not like literally every day but i i do get more than one message uh every month that is that is just uh i really like your production value and that kind of thing is very uh inspiring and motivating to read um that it's a it's it's a positive comment and it's not just about the thing that was covered it's about the the actual meat of the video itself uh and i'll, I'll throw in at the end uh the accumulator also said at the end of the question um quote also since you're on this podcast and i've been weirdly referring to you like you aren't evangelist i would like to say thank you for all the hours of entertainment and to tj if he's on this episode i really miss your old double o's roleplay review type stuff anyway guys thanks for taking the time to read my stupidly long and backstory loaded question and i'll see you either here or some form of social media click uh, so thanks for the question. I hope you don't mind that I kind of truncated a lot of it because it, it actually was kind of long. <laughs> um, and I, I feel really weird about name droppy stuff, um, even if it's not like it wasn't negative in any way. Uh, it was it was wholly positive, but I wanted to kind of cut to the chase on it. Um, and so, yeah, if you really want Aaron to keep doing his live streams, just just keep pounding on him on social media going where the hell's just, my live stream. Just eat a bag of dicks. Where's oh. where's my goddamn <laughs> live stream? <laughs> I want to see you build a three-foot space shuttle and, goddamn it, shoot it well, too. I, I pay for this internet. <laughs> um, Do you really want to live stream next Saturday? Board games. Hey. Hey. Mm -hmm. uh, and that brings us to the part of the podcast where we talk about what we got this week. Um, so, Aaron, I'll start with you since uh, I'm sure you also bought, like... <laughs> truckloads of transformers while in california because that's you know they have blitzwing and octone out over there now uh did you right after get... i left thankfully yeah yeah holy crap <laughs> i've never seen a toy line actually spite someone like that in a long time um... i'm just like honey we need to drive to the other part of the state it's gonna be like five hours but there's a target there it's worth it <laughs> and alfie just like punches through one of the windows in the car <laughs> That's a good thing we had the insurance on the rental. We're good. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron, did you actually get any fresh Transformers to talk about in the last little bit? So before we went to Chicago, oh. um, so the the Friday night before our flight, we went up and spent some time with Ichabod, who is a Chicagoan, and uh, spent the night with uh, him and his lady, and then got a, a uh, like, a, you know, farted around in the morning a little bit went to a couple of vintage toy stores good old morning farts. and right and then that was like part of the thing that was upsetting with the whole <laughs> excess time at the airport is like mm -hmm. hey we could have done three or four more hours worth of stuff but instead you got to sit in an airport terminal and watch other planes fly and not your plane um so we ended up going to um crap i forget the name of it and i just saw something with it on there uh, but I, I picked up a Power Dasher and Beast Wars Mutants Razor Claw. 
Man, you know what I've still never actually owned is any of the Beast Wars mutants. Yeah, you're really not missing a ton. I know, but as a historian, I feel like... Because, because I... yeah, Razorclaw is Which a passable... Is... Razorclaw is the Velociraptor and Wolverine. So I you I, know, I forgot that was those actually green Wolverines. I just had a friend of mine call me from a little uh, little bazaar that was going on where he, mm-hmm. were, where he is, and he offered that to me off of one of the tables. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sure is a thing. You go and you find the history of it, and it's like it was an animorphs line that kind of got canceled. That's why it was animal to animal with a head hidden in it. And why Razor Claw has a more alien looking head because it's whatever the heck the name of the allies that were the aliens of the good guys or something. But, oh, I, I can't um, I can't even like make jokey guesses about that because Animorphs fans take that very seriously. Yeah. And I would not insult their fiction like that. I save that for Gundam fans. <laughs> but um so p- picked it up for a decent price. Um, that's where I had seen a poison bite back in the day, and I actually think I talked about it on the the podcast of seeing some some uh, big throwback stuff at uh, my Toys R Us once, and saw this, and it was inexpensive. So I thought, hey, why not? I'll get it as something to fiddle with whilst I'm here. And uh, so yeah, it is two animal modes, you know, because Wolverines are green. Yeah. And um and Velociraptors. Well, I guess this was pre-feather discovery of dinosaurs so, and the so like. But the 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 so the Wolverine mode suffered <laughs> to try to have a more accurate Velociraptor who is inherently inaccurate. Correct. Excellent. Okay. Uh, these huge, huge, huge forelegs and tiny back legs for the Wolverine. Yeah, it's a hot mess. Um, I think Polar Claw was the one that was kind of better, but the owl had tiny wings or something. I, I can't. No, no, those the Polar Claw was the actual Transformer, like the one you're yeah. thinking of had the super creative name of Icebird. Icebird, that's right. Wasn't wasn't it was either Icebird or Soundwave who were like the good mutant toy. I kind I I kind of like Poison Bite. Um, Icebird had a really weird thing to it. Who was where, po- wait was Poison Bite a mutant? Yeah. Poison Bite was the mutant. He was yeah, the, the um, scorpion barracuda. Yeah. I forgot that one existed too. Uh, Th- there I, are only f- <laughs> like four, four of them in the line. Yeah. yeah, and one of them is one of them is all GPS. So good luck even finding out what that toy plays like. Which which one is all GPS? Soundwave. Soundwave. One hundred percent gold plastic. I wonder if that's why I always hear he's the best one because no one's played with one for many years. Since the <laughs> he's got to be great. <laughs> I think I think what I remember hearing was Soundwave was the one that was fine because both his modes were kind of messed up but in ways that weren't like horrifying. He just was like what? like as a crocodile he had giant web feet and as a bat he just was kind of stubby or something. But I didn't know he was also made entirely of disintegrating plastic so that yeah. I guess that makes him probably not the best one of the four. Uh so yeah, if you have that option maybe maybe pass. <laughs> um yeah. like, and if you think it's a feature to have a toy disintegrate that's yeah. up to you i'll just write that down on my list my to-do list all right don't buy mutants Underline and uh mutants. so then the other thing that i picked up was the uh drill drill dasher the uh, power dasher drill type yeah uh, i always forget their names so, so these are the like 
pull back and the I mean the pullback motor on it still works. That's musical. Um I'd never had a power dasher before and it was sitting there and is in great condition. All the chrome on it looks beautiful and chromey. Um just a tiny bit of rust on like the central screw that holds everything together, but for something that's probably 30 uh more or yeah, it'd be this would have been yeah 30 years i think this was the original like pack-in mm. stuff so for being as old as it is it's in great condition those things have got a real machine robo flair to them yeah like yeah they have a very this is, bandai look it's, it's it's even more of that early on what things exist and transform and we can throw a uh, faction sticker on and go yeah yeah, there's, there's a very, very GoBotsy kind of Bandai thing about the Power Dashers that I sort of like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I only ever had like a broken one, which I think I might yeah, have sold at a garage sale. There was a car, a drill, and a jet. Yeah, I think I had like a busted car one. Okay. I don't but, remember. So I, I picked those up. I managed to uh, later... Um, I think it was actually quite a bit before. I I think it was like the day after we recorded the last episode I was on. I found a um, a sound wave. The new. Um, <laughs> so let's say which sound wave. Yeah, the uh, robots in disguise. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the new car sound one. wave truck yeah. one. Yeah, the 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 vehicle thing, and uh, it'd just be more echoes of I think what. Did TJ, did you get this one before? Somebody, yeah, somebody talked about this one. Um, yeah, more of the same. I'm not a huge fan of the clear wheels because history is with clear plastics. But if that is the price that has to be paid for the face that just glows, I'll deal with it. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think wheels are such a big issue. There's not much stress tolerance on them. Yeah, I'm just always paranoid. Like just don't um, don't clip them on and off a whole bunch, and you should be fine. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess they do stay in place. So, um, and then uh, the only other thing I got was I did get the premium edition um, barricade, and then saw it for five dollars cheaper at Walmart. No. Shortly afterwards, but um, and uh, like the reason why I got barricade over anything else is like this is the only one that's a new mold. Maybe yes. No. Uh. Hang the on. first wave of stuff. Uh, the deluxes. Ye- oh, Berserker. I did not see Berserker. So, so. so here's the thing. I, so I talked about Berserker so much. I keep forgetting he even exists in the first wave all the time. And it's really mm-hmm. embarrassing. But I also heard that he's not very good. Berserker. What I heard. This is what I've, ca- I've caught about Berserker so far is that he's got a cool looking robot mode. He looks really neat next to Crankcase from Dark of the Moon because he's another dread. Mm-hmm. Um, but his vehicle mode relies on extremely precise panels that don't like tabbing together very much. Yeah. So Barricade has a little bit of that issue. Mm. Um, and actually the thing that was the bigger problem for me is, again, the wonders of these, you know, one color Hasbro instructions that don't show you everything. The way that his arms, so his arms, do either of you have Barricade? I don't have them nope. here myself. Okay. Um, the way that his arms work is he has, like, in the middle of his back, he has a joint that is just a pivot joint up and down that holds, like, the whole shoulder carriage. 
And then there is an inward outward flexing piece behind that. So in order to transform him, you have to like move multiple things quarter steps in order to get his arms to tuck up just a tiny bit tighter into his sides. And the way the instruction showed is just like move, move. And you don't see the like three small steps that you have to do. Except for it has big, wonderful space for this graphic art that's just barely printed over top of another color and is just graphic noise. But you can't take the time to show, like, the critical how to actually make these steps work. Yeah. I and I feel like I just talked about that recently. Like, that, I, I had that problem even with Masterpiece Megatron's instruction book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a real lost art to good instructions or right but then i start thinking maybe there never were good instructions maybe it's just the toys weren't complicated enough to need good instructions i know that i've seen good instructions in the past okay i just keep wondering sometimes if like you know us talking about how instructions are so much I'm, worse it's like maybe they never were any better than this <laughs> i mean i think some of it is like i'm sure that there have always been toys that haven't had great instructions yeah to them and but i just think that there have been a pretty solid wave of times when like because i'm pretty sure like beast wars if there was something odd to it i want to say they would kind of call it out a little bit okay of like hey and then this should go here with like an inset at least but the way that that it seems like the direction is going and yeah i may just very well be old man yells at cloud here but it it seems like small for having this big like piece of paper you're only using maybe half of it on one side yeah. to show the instructions and then the back side of it is another half of all of that showing it go the other way i mean you're it's not like, you're not old uh, man yelling at cloud if you're going to say instructions for transformers kind of suck cuz they do uh, right. All the like the Titans Returns instructions, every single one of them have this horrifying contrast level where there's this muddy, detailed gray back background wallpaper yes. with muddy gray, detailed pictures on top that just looks like visual like splatter. Yes, no matter what you see. So there's also just a problem with instructions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And, and you know, it's something that I think. Uh, the, okay, this is this is where I will admit I'm I'm transitioning to old man yelling at cloud. Oh. It'd be really nice if, okay, if the intent is maybe to go online and see it, have something say, hey, go check out transformers.com slash instructions for video transformations from the designer or something. Now, that's not old man yelling at cloud because I yell about all th- that all the time. And I feel like I'm the weird hippie kid on the outskirts of the Internet asking yeah. for rainbows to fall from the sky. I, I think something like that <laughs> could go a long way to, hey, let's make, you know, first and foremost, everything clear. It isn't great that you're potentially put, trying to push somebody to go and get this you know, HD feed so that you can see how the heck you're supposed to rotate his shoulders around in three different planes to get everything to fit. But at least then it would push it towards understanding of how does this thing actually work? Yeah. And if if we can't be bothered to make instructions that are clear anymore. And it's not unreasonable when, like, once upon a time, for a little bit, they were putting instruction PDFs up 
in a in a listed place fairly regularly, and I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't heard about that much anymore. And then once upon a time, for like a hot minute, they were putting transformation videos up on their YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Not very well shot ones, but they were putting them up. Right. I think it was for Dark of the Moon, maybe. It was like a couple Dark yeah. of the Moon toys. Or even, you know, you could get... While podcasting with two of these damn nerds, you could get a couple of just serious fans and say, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get you early production versions, but you have to film a voiceless transformation video one way and then the other. I see. I've avoided saying that because of my closeness to that notion. Right, uh, but, but I have a yes. twenty minute. I have a twenty second intro and skits that I have to do first. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. What they should. It, I mean, if, if you do that, you do. You know, you can get the toy. You can talk about it after certain date. You know, serious NDA. You break this NDA, you're going to see our lawyers and never another transformer toy. Let's here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let's let's pretend I don't make videos so I can just like talk about this for a sec. Um, okay. that approach they could do, that would be somewhat close to the, the, the pro- only problem with that approach is that enters into the same really muddy place. A lot of video game coverage is in right now where it's like, we're going to send you a copy of the game. We'd like you to do some things. No money will exchange hands, but we still want you to do yeah. things for this pro like what as <laughs> oh, a, as I know a, it is, it is suboptimal, but it's a way that as I sit here and think about it, they could get a very useful product for virtually no outlay and there are enough pros prosumer is probably not the right word but there are enough pretty consumer there are enough serious enthusiasts that you know both of you could shoot a very good video with no audio showing it, or maybe just the tiniest bit of audio of be careful of this, doot, 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 and go from there. And, you know, short of having to drop contracts, Hasbro or whatever toy entity would be out very little money. And you would have happier fans to oh, be yeah. an enthusiast later, you know, say, hey, you can record your own review off of this thing, but it can only release after this date. Yeah. And, I, I, like, you, here's you know, the thing. There's, there's a way you could build that, and it seems like it's right there, and it's so simple. But oh, yeah. odds are that there's, it, it, it frustrates there's some, me that there's, there's no some lawyer that's listening to this, just screaming in his car right now about all of the things that we don't understand. It, it frustrates me that if you even leave that part out, getting known fans and, and influencers involved, it frustrates me that there is not like there is no video anything from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an age where every manufacturer has their own YouTube page. I think it's right. insane that there's... Or or 80 of them, because it's yeah. not just Hasbro, it's Transformers, and Transformers Titans Return, and Transformers this, and Transformers that. But it's like, it's, here's, here's the thing, you could, you could go to influencers and fans, you don't even have to go to the ones with the nicest videos. Uh, I, I would say about 60% of the people who like Transformers and put videos on the internet about Transformers would do a frigging backflip if Hasbro came to them and said, hey, we want you to make video instructions for us, and you can't talk about it, you're doing it, blah, blah, blah. But all you need to do, and it's not even like, it's not even no audio, like, here's the thing, you need to make a video, you just need to transform the toy back and forth, don't talk. And have the mic running so you can hear what noises the right. toy makes while oh, yeah. it's transforming. I, I, when I was saying no audio, I was I was meaning like non-review. Yeah. Non, you know. Yes, you can have audio of the trans of transforming to... and thing and like I said, things like 
you may have to push hard. Something yeah. like, you know, you, factual you, you statements. Need those, you need that plastic audio because that is right. that is a problem with a lot of the instructional videos that do go up right now, in my opinion, is a lot of them have um, looping music running instead of the sound of the toy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. without the sound of the toy, there's still missing information, in my opinion, uh, especially with stuff like Masterpiece Megatron, where there are joints that make click, click, clack uh, noises that don't look like they're going to make those noises. But yeah. they do. Okay. I've had this discussion where where and I kind of share the same feeling where when I hear the plastic click the right way, that tells me that I've accomplished that transformation step correctly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. especially if you watch, you know, the quote unquote video that's doing it right and you hear a click, you move it and you hear nothing. That's when you know you did something really wrong or that something might have sheared off inside of the joint. Like uh-huh. it's 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 important stuff. Um, And I think that you don't even need influencers to do this. You like granted the hard part of this is do this without talking, but with the mic running, but you even just get a frigging intern to sit down yeah. in front of a light box. Just don't like, you don't even have to fill them. Well, just don't fill them with a frigging iPhone, you know, take a DSLR that a frigging a toy company. I has to have a DSLR in the office somewhere for product shots. Mm-hmm. Just sit down with that. And like, I don't know. I, I think it, um, for for companies making you know children's toys like a lot of transformers are like that's one thing maybe there's no reason for it but once you start moving into stuff like masterpiece transformers like three hundred dollar canadian macross jets you know when you move into into triple digit cost high-end transforming toys i feel in 2017 it should be part of the package that that company has made an, an instructional video to go with it uh and and that i'm gonna i'm not gonna stop beating that drum anytime soon and i want to make it real clear as much as I would like to get paid to do that stuff, I'm not beating this drum just to be the guy who also gets the job because I would like some of this stuff to help me out. And I, I think it's kind it's not bad. It's just kind of messed up that half the time it's like, all right, I wonder if uh, like has Wotafa done a video of this transforming toy that came out in Japan yet? Uh, has, has someone else who I know just runs through the transformation done this video yet? Because it's like like I'm waiting on a fellow member of a fandom to do it rather than the company who sold me the thing in the first place. Um, and I don't think it's because members of the fandom are doing it. I don't think that's a reason for the company not to do it. Cause the company has access to stuff like what you said, they got access mm-hmm. to the designers to throw in notes mm-hmm. on things. Anyway, I don't know if I beat this drum last week, so I'll, I'll hold off I'm going on, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And, and, and even for simple stuff like that, like barricade, you know, and like, when when the instructions when the whole frigging internet conversation about the instructions is oh yeah they suck throw them out like there's something wrong you know yeah uh that aside how do you feel about barricade uh i i think he's he's pretty cool um i like the round the fist weapon and how the the way that it comes apart and actually they were good and they have tabs on his back mm mm-hmm. Uh, for his car mode, so you can have some sort of like weird canister launcher thing. Um, trying to think uh, the the way that he can transform and keep his weapons pegged into the sides of his of his uh, thighs is pretty cool too. When I saw that, I actually that that made me like that toy a lot more than yeah. I did before. I saw um, that. <laughs> other than like his chest doesn't tab well for me. Oh, so it like just flaps and the weird like triple bend thing that his arms have to do in order to go into place mm. are the two kind of of bummer things. 
And, and so, um, like, having it, it, the... Or good, good. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, having the figure in hand, like, because he, he kind of has a turtle shell of the top mm-hmm. of his car. In hand, does that really get in the way much, or is it just sort of... Not really. He doesn't have uh, waist articulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the way that it kind of folds and pegs back isn't bad. His doors actually fold to be parallel to the roof when it all comes together. Oh. So it it does become turtle shell, but it's all then behind him. So, like, the only way that that would really interfere with him, with his existing posability, is, like, if you don't swing his car wheels out of the way that are, like, sitting up beside his shoulder. Yeah. Or if you're going for extreme leg movements. But then the way that it, it cantilevers on his back, if you're going for a big kick motion, you can kind of slide it up out of the way a little bit. Someone figured out a way to wedge his uh, beat stick into the, the turtle shell if you snap it off the hinge uh, to okay. use as a riot shield. I don't have that picture handy anywhere, but someone figured out there's a way just to wedge the, the riot, sh- or the, not riot shield, the, the nightstick yeah. into that as a handle. If you want to customize your toys by breaking the crap out of them, okay, it's cool. It's your toy. Well, that's that's the thing people are calling for because apparently, like from what I understand, the turtle shell isn't pinned on there, so it it can be popped off. But a lot of people are saying, "Hey, someone out there, make make a handle that goes into this thing." The that's pinned. That that may not be pinned. Actually, yeah, the one up at the top of it is not pinned. Yeah, or doesn't look like it's pinned. Okay. Because I just saw it when you said it wasn't pinned. I'm like, ah, I see two shiny things right here. That sure as heck look like pins, but I guess that top one isn't. Okay, those, cool. those, those are just paint apps. It's one to make yeah. you think there's pins. Little tiny paint apps. <laughs> uh, I'm happy but, that that barricade toy sounds totally okay. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I thought for as as much as I joke about how horrible all these toys are going to be because they're movie lines, I thought I would give them an honest chance. And hey, that barricade turned out okay. This honest probably, guy over here. Probably not going to buy a whole lot more, but you know. Yeah. Uh anything else on your end? Transformers wise? No. Alrighty. Uh DJ, any Transformers type stuff on your end that you'd like to talk about? Yes, I do have a few. Alright. Uh because I am weak. I have no willpower. The other Cyber Series figures are here now. Well, I mean, you're the only one buying them, so you've kind of fallen into this role now. I know, I know. <laughs> you're the historian who is archiving how all it's, those toys work. It's the plastic attic thing in me. It's my responsibility to buy the crap so no one else has to. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure someone at Hasbro's stock is going up because someone's actually buying those, and they're sending you subliminals through your internet and going, like, hey, but get some more of these Cyber Battalions. it's like the scene it's it's the scene from they live and just like all the packages secretly say consume yeah it's like (laughs) they live but on like the lowest stakes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like we want this one guy to buy these toys uh all right so who who was it okay so finishing off wave one i have the uh commander sized optimus prime Mm -hmm. which is originally the tiny little rid optimus the legion class one and upscaled to like above leader class the current that is currently sized for um the vehicle mode's terrible all right because there's a massive gap where you'd normally expect the panel to hide the top of his legs there's none there 
So he he literally looks like his limbs are folded behind him plus a truck. I that's about the best way to just to explain his it. His limbs are folded behind him plus a truck. Yeah, because the front half of him still looks like a truck because his actual truck parts, and then everything else is just oh, those are his arms. Oh, is it like oh. a truck panel on the front? It's not. Well, it's not a truck panel. It's like the whole front of a truck. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's it's still it still transforms like the little legion toy. Okay. And it's just the arms don't do anything to disguise that they're arms. So is all I'm is all I'm getting at here. Um, robot mode's decent. Like once again, they have a penchant for very very cool head designs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, it's trying to be a little bit G one y and still a very much we're still doing our own thing kind of way. Uh, Creo had that kind of with the large Creo sets. Like they weren't really much to write home about, but the the heads were really nicely sculpted. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for the figure figure wise, he's perfectly fine. Like as something that a little kid was meant to play with. I mean, it feels durable and everything works well. Uh, like most of them, he's missing like a waist and a, and knee joints that would make him like really really good. Yeah. Strangely enough, ankle tilt. All right. Well, you Which, know when he's that tall, right? You know he's got to yeah. have a solid stance. Yeah, but I got the bumblebee that's just as tall, and I don't think he has ankle tilt. Well, you know, Optimus Prime also gets top billing. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's weird is here. I'll give you a listen. Duh. Heavy ratchets in this thing. I wonder what they're. Con- well, I mean, the, the the heavy ratchets feel like a very like that's that a modern kids toy thing for me. Uh, is is like joints that will stay in position till they are moved by the child. Right. Um. But yeah, if you added knees to and a waist to that thing, like you know, just a big ratcheted action figure with like a doofy truck mode does sound somewhat appealing. Yeah. It's it's the novelty of it that it's so simple to transform, even though it's gigantic. Yeah, like this is one of the things about it that does appeal to me. But he's he's kind of run of the mill. Like, honestly, I had some of the battalion, the smaller ones before that were more impressive to me. And, I, and I've got the Bumblebee, which I actually like better as a toy. Yeah. Um, And then I got the two new the mysterious new wave two battalions, uh, Jetfire and Prowl. Yeah, I, uh, I retweeted your picture of Prowl, which which. Like that that is definitely the kind of toy that if that was just in a Toys R Us on the sale, I would probably just buy it. Yeah, like for what it is, it's actually not a bad toy at all. Yeah. Like it's definitely going for something different than like a deluxe or a Voyager from a main line, but it does it in a pretty pretty decent way. It's again, it's based on the Legends Prowl, so it carries that same engineering level. Uh, to my surprise, you do have things like universal shoulders, and actually, universal shoulders done in a clever way for a cheapo line. Hmm. Um, you do have, uh, you do have engineering for the knees that is tight enough to use as actual joints. Yeah, that was the that was the the thing that made me smile in your Twitter pictures. Yeah, was he? He looks like like it looked like he was getting all those advantages that just a good Legion car gets, like uh. Like Prime Cliffjumper had that in his Legion toy too. Mm-hmm. God, I, I'm God. That would be such a good one to upscale like this. I, we were, I remember, th- we were all saying that back when they started doing that thing a couple years ago as an experiment, where it was like, oh, do do Cliffjumper. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. 
No, but Prowl works really, really well. Strangely enough, he from the neck down, he looks more like Jazz than he does Prowl, which is weird to me. I was gonna say that color scheme made me immediately think of like Prowl two from that's that's the exact thought I had. Yeah, I was like, that okay. looks like a frigging like classics Prowl two. Yeah, because for the mental image for anyone who hasn't really paid attention to the toy, it doesn't have the traditional Prowl deco with the the black trim and the swoop up the front of the hood. Yeah, he has blue trim along the bottom of the car and along the side, so he does have Prowl two's deco. Yeah, he, he looks so much like Prowl 2. I almost wonder if that was like the reference photo that the Deco was was designed off of. I, I'm not sure if it's that or if it's a regional thing, like because like is I I think it was only like in South America. This thing was like really populated. Oh, yeah. So like to, to match the areas um, like police Deco kind of thing. Yeah, that or like uh, I think South Korea is where these were first spotted. Okay. So like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a regional thing, because because the, the traditional Prowl Deco is actually a Japanese police car. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, actually, surprisingly, surprisingly nice figure. Yeah, that, that that's that is probably one of the best cases made for like what a bummer it is that those things don't really easily exist for purchase uh, for a lot of North American fans. Yeah, uh, and and like what you're describing is exactly why I have been eyeballing this uh, Kubion Bao company have put out this, uh, like, double-sized, upscaled knockoff of Masterpiece Bumblebee, uh, where they added a bunch of die-cast, and he, they gave him, like, ratcheted knees and ratcheted hips, and, and it's, like, 30 bucks, and I'm like, I like Masterpiece Bumblebee, an inflated knockoff that, like, improves the hips and knees for its size, seems like a super fun desk toy. Uh, they're the same guys who did the uh, that knockoff I got a while ago that was uh, MP10 downsized to be a Voyager. Um, so which, are those two the same size now? kind of because <laughs> they the upsized bumblebees to go with a different uh knockoff of mp10 who was upscaled to be the size of mp01 um which i find a lot of people are really into i just find that is like that's not my taste at all um i was actually kind of bummed out when i found out like oh yeah the bumblebees upscaled and i'm like oh man they keep saying they're gonna do more like uh voyager downscale knockoffs and masterpieces but they're never showing anything and i'm like come on I know I'm not the only one because <laughs> they, they've been saying for ages like, yeah, we're we're they're implying that they're very close to releasing a Voyager downsized masterpiece sound wave. And I'm like, D- do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like just a, a kind of blimpy, you know, all essential articulation is there. Ratchety, simple uh, transformer is kind of the perfect fun mess at the desk kind of toy for me. Yeah. Uh, that leaves Jetfire, who was actually surprisingly more than I expected him to be. Yeah, so you, you said his retooling went beyond, like, the simple stuff you were thinking. Yeah, because it is just, it is the Starscream tooling. And honestly, on a line like this, I pretty much expected just a head swap, maybe different wings. Yeah. Uh, no, pretty much everything that com- that comprises his jet mode is completely retooled. It's only the very rear section and the tail fins that are retained from Starscream. It's, it's kind of like they gave him a Combiner Wars level of reshelling. Kind of. Kind of. Because he does have the same robot mode arms, too. Yeah. So there's you can still see elements of Starscream in there. But like the jet mode has been redesigned, so it matches his uh, traditional jet style. He has this like a very flat version of his fast pack on his back. Okay. So he, he, the details are there, but they're just 
you know, working within the limits of the mold. What surprised me was uh, the arms were re-engineered so that the wings could be positioned in like full out or swooped back position. And there's peg slots for both variations. Oh, cool. It's, it sounds like this was almost like someone's little project in a way, like from the reshelling to the two different uh, wing positions on, you know, a toy that doesn't have to do any of that. Yeah. I mean, that's what surprised me is because there is a lot more effort going into this and there genuinely has to be because I don't think anyone would have blinked if they just repainted Starscream and just swapped a new head on. Yeah, like I, I, I was just expecting what you get with Legion toys where it's like it's mostly deco because the toy is so small and simple. Yeah. You know, the silhouette kind of matches anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, just like to get Jetfire right, they had to add a step of the transformation just so as because the, the cavity doesn't fit his head with the horns up. So they have to flip forward. Oh, cool. Hmm. So they actually did. They put a lot more effort into it than I expected. And yeah, it seems like the story with those toys is like they're they're really interesting and just too much of a pain to get. That's. Yeah, that's the hard part, because even, even if you do find a stock a store that has them in stock, they're at the least about 50 percent marked up from what they were intended. Yeah, because like I say it a lot. It's like if these were just on the shelves for their intended price, I think they'd be really, really fun things to pick up. Sounds like it. And I'm glad that we have any information on some of this stuff, though, like. <laughs> You know, they, they are like they are totally toys that would have, I think, flown entirely under the radar for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of still are because it's it's like a handful of people even talking about them. Yeah, I just I like the obscurity. I like the possibility the line could have been. Yeah. Huh. Uh, on things that you can actually find at a local's toy store. Uh, my new Titans Return gets have included broadside perceptor and top spin. Uh oh man, I I need to go get broadside at some point. Um, do you? I do cuz listen, you? I like broadside, okay? Even if even if literally everyone who bought that toy has implied to me that it sucks. Like I It doesn't <laughs> suck. It sucks. It just isn't the best. Like if you cuz a lot of people have said it doesn't I mean, suck. I mean because because just, if if I put it in a bucket of water with a hose next to it, that water's not going to move. So it doesn't actually suck. Here's, here's the thing. This is a really common thing I've been hearing where people are trying to say it doesn't suck. Is they're like, no, listen, the toy is good if you ignore the jet mode. And I'm like, okay, listen. Yeah, and, and <laughs> also if you ignore the robot mode. Yeah. And then and then maybe maybe the aircraft carrier mode? Yeah. Like there's some, But the there's little jets it comes with are neat. Yeah. Are they Except for though? mine are still on the sprue because <laughs> I don't want to lose them. <laughs> Alright, listen, I want I really want to like broadside even if even if he sucks, how do you feel about broadside? He sucks. Oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, the jet mode is absolutely horrible. It looks like they try they had to reuse the parts from Alpha Tryon and did and forgot they had to work him into a jet mode too. Uh, uh, how much is really reused from Alpha Tryon though? It's uh, like it's his, just his, it's just the, like his hips down. Yeah, yeah, it's parts of the legs. Yeah, because like he doesn't have like like vestigial beast mode legs hanging off anywhere. See, that would be super weird, and I would be just jumping right there with you and saying, nah, this sucks. But, like, because the jet mode is kind of like the lion mode, right? Uh, no. I mean, if you were going to do analogs, that is the analog it would have with Alpha Trion. Like, the jet mode is the extra, I guess, mode? Is that what you're saying by the lion mode? Well, I mean, because his carrier mode and Alpha Trion spaceship mode are very 
parallel, right? Like those. No, are the... they're they're no. The only thing that that shares is from like the hips down. Oh. Everything from the hips up is different. Yeah. Oh. Different, different, different. Not like reshelled different, 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 different. Oh, so like yeah. like chrome yes. dome versus blur. No. <laughs> Literally, the only parts they share is the front of their carrier modes. Oh no, I mean like chrome dome and blur share thighs and a gun and the titan master but they're basically different toys okay yes yes he's borrowing okay. part he's just borrowing some parts that don't majorly play into the vehicle mode okay they don't that, majorly play into the toy that makes two figures in that line that are doing that and now i really want to know how that happened where it's like it's not actually a retool it's just like we there's just bits of this one in it and i'm like how does that uh, i, I can about? see it coming from smarter engineering because working in a field of like aviation where they've already solved this question mm. so why go design a new thing to do what we have an existing design that works well, i mean there's they're solving the question but then there is like this weird stuff of just like not nah, bits of the legs and i'm like i can see ways that would happen but it's, hey, it's we such need, a new we thing. need a foot that turns into the prow of a ship yeah Hey, we've got a foot that turns into a prow of a ship. Why, again, why design new when you have something existing that works? That's the thing. As I want, I want to hear the designers talk about how they yeah. came to that conclusion. Like after you know, after years of not doing that as much, like because I that guess, does I guess like yes, that that is the motivation of you want to know why, not like yeah, why no, would not, you? You, not, you want you want the actual <laughs> reason? Okay, yeah. No, no, because it is, it's just, it's, it's such a new thing that seems very logical. And I'm like, okay, like what changed? And, you know, or what was it just that like, you know, cost is a huge driving factor of anything, man. Yeah. So like, like, did you then have to think about that in your, in your layouts for plastic colors so that it's like, okay, we have this set of legs that we can shoot plastic into on its own with anybody. So that we can have like the same thighs with these two, but then like, okay, why do those thighs only get shared between Blur and Chrome Dome? Like, why don't those thighs show up on like Scourge? It's like, well, because Scourge is using highbrow thighs. Like, how do those two guys end up with the same thighs? I just find all this fascinating. I want, I want designer interviews. <laughs> okay, so the jet mode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I heard it sucks. Got, well, you got. You got tail fins that are backwards. You got uh, no connection point between the legs, so the rear doesn't hold together very well. Oh, good. Uh, they're held in that position by two tabs that peg into like the inside of his thighs. Uh, they don't hold very well on mine. Uh, the arms connect to the outside of the legs in this like little hook tab thing that also don't hold too well, so nothing in his jet mode feels very solid. Um, the carrier mode is physically nicer. Like nothing in this toy has a lot of transformation to it. Is like this is basically just getting a lot of flat panels folded out and connected. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is where he also has a lot of really bad foil stickers that come real close to these double hinges. Yeah, I mean, here's the reason why I'm still interested in that toy, and this is me making a whole lot of excuses. It's like number one, I, I think broadside's super cool. Uh, number two. I'm going into this expecting I'm going to pull all the stickers off and Rupper Labels is going to make a really nice set that doesn't have stickers running over sculpted detail like the photos I saw. That was so annoying. It and, was so annoying. 
And number three, I saw if I if I disassemble his legs and put them back together backwards, it makes for a better jet mode. Not like his whole legs, but there's some kind of disassembly, yeah. re like like popping parts off and swapping them around. Like if I do a bunch of work, <laughs> I'll end up with an okay broadside. Like only about the only about the robot mode is okay, and even even then, uh, his wings don't really have anywhere to go, so they're a little bit intrusive for me. And those little tabs that hold his thighs in position in jet mode get in the way of a few poses because they're just stuck there we're, we're still psyched for tidal wave right like we're all it's, it's gonna turn <laughs> out okay see i almost forgive tidal wave a little bit more just because like his jet mode is already like very much just i'm a flying ship thing yeah. and I, I, I don't really have to look like anything you know whereas g1 broadside tried to look like something like it looked like a brick with wings but he tried yeah like I want tidal wave to maybe maybe that's also the reason number four on my long list is like also I want tidal wave to be good so I just want to tell myself broadside's great because that means tidal wave's great. Uh, no, so far he's my least favorite in the line. And also this is the bummer, right? Is because I've seen him a couple times, but like this reputation that broadside has built is well, he seems like the kind of toy that will be around long enough to be on sale. So now I'm also like, well, I'll just wait till he's on sale. Then there was a sale last weekend, but I was like, oh, I'll wait till the sale's uh, done before I go looking at stuff. Because there was a toy show that weekend, and I wanted to do that first. And I, I forgot when the sale dates were. Um, sometime, maybe around the time I get stripes, is probably, I guess, when I'm going to be getting broadside. Nah, I'm going to get broadside for stripes. <laughs> um, that's a shame, though. Does, does, his, does his Titan Master at least connect well? Uh, I last I put it in, I believe so. Okay, like it, it, at least if a Titans Return toy has a good neck connector, then like I can see past a lot of stuff, because like that's been a thing too. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, I want I want to ask you if uh, you feel Topspin has stood up to the hype. Uh, Topspin is the best toy in the line. All right, good. Like, Excellent. I don't even have a doubt in my mind. I was having a conversation mm. with the. Oh no. Okay. Well, what? I, I'm just looking at like I've I ordered the set of five maybe while I was in San Francisco and it still hasn't gotten here. Okay. Uh, it's not. So, it's so, not... He, so hearing this, wow, this is great. I'm just like, hmm. Oh, so it's a trepidatious. Anxious, not a. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm. I'm about to pipe up and say something like, "No, actually, highbrow's a better toy." Kind of. Hmm. All right. Because uh, I had this conversation with Ian Reed recently about, like, because I was telling him, it's like I'm not gonna. If people are gonna make it a thing, I'm not gonna tell people that that Trigger Happy is awful. And Trigger Happy certainly is my second favorite. But like, I think Top Spin out does Trigger Happy like everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Because, like, for like for me, it's like for 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 me especially because I had the original as a kid, yeah. and it's one that did not survive my childhood. So I've got a lot of memories that have not been recently refreshed. And just seeing him like like taking him out of the shipping box was a big experience for me, just because it's like one of the rare times I had a nostalgia hit from just looking at a new toy. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to just picking up the new iteration of a character or having the G1 like somewhere in the shelves. I'm just I'm used to this guy by now. 
this is one of the rare times where it felt like something came back to me. But, but uh, then sure, certainly there's got to be also also a part where because Topspin does this thing that the rest of the line doesn't do where Titans Returns like, all right, let's take the G1 toys, everything good about them, just add articulation. Topspin's like, so what if we just kind of remember vaguely what Topspin looked like in the good ways? Yeah. And then let's throw out G1 Topspin and just make a better figure. Mm hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yes. Because <laughs> like, I, I, I thought for a bit, I was like, no, this is this is what the line's been doing. Then I went and started comparing Topspin to the G1 toy in photos. And I was like, oh, no, wait, they actually threw out a ton of G1 top spin, but all the parts that would have sucked to bring forward to this one. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But like for, for me, it's it feels like a much sturdier figure. Oh, yeah. He uses his, he he does not have nearly as much obvious hollowness to him. So he just he looks and he feels much more solid than he, they usually have been. His paintwork is a lot more extensive than I was expecting. Oh, like, like the the friggin' faceplate has like I think three or four apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <clears throat> uh, like uh, on the wings where like on the robot mode where he has the silver and then the red inlaid along the lines. Yeah. Uh, the transformation is incredibly clever. Frigging the arms on that the, guy. Oh my god, that I that's such a clever use of of the space. Yeah, there are parts of that transformation that, like, like that was someone going, all right, how do we actually solve the budget ceiling we have on deluxes now? Yeah. Because, like, it's not just the arms, even. Like, that that toy is just a chain of cool stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. He's noticeably bigger. Yeah. Like, that, that's the thing. It's like, he stands, like, a good half head taller than a lot of my other Titans Returns. And he's just, he's got, like, bulk, and then, like you were saying, like, he's got bulk, and then he doesn't have giant hollow spaces that you can see because of that bulk. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, uh, I think I mentioned in my video, there's there's only one spot on him that's really obviously hollow in a weird way, and that's only if you're staring at his chest and turning him around. Yeah. And it's like, if that, okay, he's got a weird kind of, like, kidney hole on either side of his, his torso, but also, like, his legs are actual solid. Like, they're not even hollow solid. They're actual solid. Right. Like, holy crap. Yeah, and, and for me, uh, to, like, there's there's design work in here that really impressed me. Like, I love how his guns don't even look like they combine. They just look like solid, standard guns. Mm -hmm. And they just happen to combine. Mm -hmm. uh, I love how much of the original detailing is there. Okay, so I... Okay, um... So, Evangelist, I did watch your review on it. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, what I loved about the toy is, like, it's a deluxe, but it can accommodate five Titan Masters. Oh, I got lots of messages about the one thing I, I really missed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is funny, because, like, I finished the video and I was going, like, man, it's so weird how these two slots are here and don't seem to do anything. <laughs> and I was so, it's because I was so convinced those slots were there to somehow attach the combined gun as an engine. Cause it looks, it looks so much like an engine. And then once I realized they couldn't do that, I'm like, I guess these are just here for molding and just didn't even think about it. Here's the part I love is yeah, they fit a Titan master. So five can ride in that jet mode, which is great for the size. Yeah. What I love is that the one on the the one on the right leg, the design element to this is it's the slot where the whole uh, automorph from the original toy clicked in. Oh. oh, OK. So that's where the inspiration for those Titan Master slots comes from. 
Yeah, because those things, like, when I actually tried them, they were such a pleasant fit. And I, I was like, is, is that in the instructions? I don't think it is. Okay, because okay, let's also add that to our, our ongoing list of paper instructions or garbage right now. Because, like, it's such a nice feature that, like, how can you not have that called out in the paperwork? Because, yeah, you can freaking have five passengers. Then you There's also two 5mm ports. You get two of the side-pegging chair guns, plug those in. Now you got seven passengers on them. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, um, I still need to make my little follow-up video because I, I I got like three or four messages about that, which is kind of my that that crosses past my little line in the sand of like, okay, I should actually make a follow-up video because I hate making follow-up videos. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's such a cool little feature. I didn't even think about the part where that's also the key for the spring load. Yeah, it's just he hits so many right elements to me, like. It's one of my favorite figures in a long time. And next wave, you're getting Twin Twist. Oh my god, I want like it, I, I want it, I want it. I, I never thought I'd want a Twin Twist toy so badly. Yeah. And I love that it was freaking, it was confirmed as that toy was shipping. It's like, hey, by the way, next wave, we're, we're doing the obvious one. So not only is this an inexplicably good toy, a really good remold is coming too. Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah, that top spin is a freaking he's a show stealer. Um does yeah. that does that take much away from Perceptor? Because I haven't actually messed with Perceptor at all. Pretty much. Darn. Okay. So here's the thing. Perceptor is very much a G1 with articulation. His body style's closer to the IDW, but with a G1 head, so like uh no eyepiece for the sniping. Aww. Even though his gun has like the legs for a sniper rifle. He can't pose with it in any way to actually use them, but they're there. Yeah. Um, like the articulation is good. The microscope mode is you know very much the original toy. Um uh further proof for paper instructions, uh the tank mode is not mentioned at all. Oh good. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> well, there's dedicated Again. there's dedicated engineering for the tank mode. There's actual clip in spots for everything. Like, I I hate Titans Return instructions. They, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they are the worst we've had since the RID instructions that were just like really messy to look at. Am I thinking of RID instructions? Whatever the ones where it was like really over detailed CAD printed images with like tiny highlighted pieces. Anyway, all that aside, the Titans Return ones are just like they're uninformative and they're actually not pleasant to look at because of all the the terrible contrast. Yeah. I still want to know who, like, whose baby that visual design is. The dark red or dark purple plus black plus dark gray, and then use just a tiny bit of light in there. Yeah, like dark. Let's, let's let's make it all dark though, because yeah, because that's how you clearly uh, translate information. Not only that, not only does that make the whole image muddy by having high contrast and everything's dark. It also means that those instructions use, like, a ton of ink. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're even costing you more money to make. And they suck, and they're not good to look at. Anyway, that side. I can't believe his tank mode's not even in the instructions. It's, yeah, it's so weird to me. I mean, the tank mode itself has always been a silly design in the first place. Yeah. Just because everything is at a weird angle. But... Like, there's actually, like, dedicated molding in there to clip a Titan Master in, but it's not the actual pegs. 
which I don't understand. Like, there's a Does little pant. The like the back of the leg holes no, or no, no? It's like a it's like a three prong claw, where hmm. it's got it's got two tabs that are supposed to fit the back of the legs, and then one in, that's supposed to like clip like or like not clip in, but even just like friction in like between the gap between the two feet. Oh, there's a there was a Titan Master gun recently that was like that, where it uh, it just had these array of tabs to friction on the outsides of the legs, uh, and it worked really well. And um, it doesn't work here. No, nah, it's okay. Well, uh, at least at least not on mine. <laughs> there's no amount of force that could actually get a Titan Master in there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but every, every, everything else is fine for what he is. The microscope mode is what you expect. Uh, he does actually have a little gear that zooms in and out. Well, that's cute. So, yeah, so it's a little bit of the G1 gimmick retained. I like that part. Um, He's got elements to his engineering I don't get. Like, there's a fold-down panel that people were telling me was supposed to be the mirror that goes underneath, but nothing about that is correct. Uh, There's a hinge that plays no part in the transformation. Like, his entire front half can, like, fold all the way down, like, from the pelvis up. And it doesn't... It's not for anything. I wonder if that's for a, a retool uh, sibling. I was, I was trying to think of that because because Highbrow has a similar thing where he's got the swiveling mushroom peg in his spine that Scourge has, but you can't swivel it. Like it, it's not meant to be swiveled, and there's tooling in the way that prevents it from swiveling. Yeah, like so I like, have, to, I have to pretend that it's it's uh, it's loner parts for someone else down the line. Yeah. But no, but no, he's just, he's fine. Like, he doesn't do anything overtly impressive, and he doesn't do anything horribly wrong. Just, he's just, he's there. Sorry you it, came it, out at the same time as Twin Twist. Yeah. <laughs> so so now, can you believe, me and Hoopla walked into a Toys R Us, where the whole wave was was sold out except for two Twin Twists. Uh, like, how, see, I, how lucky were we? I, I it, You're extremely lucky. I, <laughs> but I, part of me can see that just because Twin, you know, what? Uh, uh, Topspin is not a character. Or sorry, that, Topspin. Yeah, Topspin. Yeah. It's just not a character that a lot of people remember because he wasn't in the cartoon. I know, but Croc, too? Like. <laughs> okay, that was a little weird. <laughs> Croc, bit. Croc and Quake sold out as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Very. I, I love the story of how I got Topspin because <laughs> it makes no sense. Um. Yeah, Perceptor yeah. and Cup sound like I'm still going to probably have fun with them enough, but like, yeah, they. Like, I've heard really, really good things about Cup. Well, what I've heard is Cup is a well-engineered toy who's just really ugly. <laughs> Especially now that there's a less ugly, or at least one that's ugly the right way, coming out in Japan. Because uh, Cup has, like, he has a very third-party-esque uh, leg transformation. Which is cool on a deluxe toy, but... Like, knowing the J- the Japanese one is coming out, the North American one looks, like, just friggin' hella ugly now. So, uh, yeah, Transformer-wise, that's that's about it for me. All right, I got one Transformers thing. Um, this is a third-party toy. Uh, I'm going to send you guys a couple picture links, and I, th- I think that they're all TFW attachments. I got uh, the Mastermind Creations uh, Boreas, which is a Cyclonus. Uh, he is also the third retool, or well, the second retool, third use of this design, which was previously used for a Lockdown and a Death's Head. Uh, this one has the most retooling, 
Uh, and it is also the best version because there were a ton of joint tweaks on this one so that his shoulders hold together better. Um, so he is the best version of this design if you, if, if you just want to mess with this design of a robot who turns into a jet. Uh, he's got some cool stuff, like his sword has a magnet on it. Um, and the magnet, like there are dedicated like little circular black metal points on his wings to attach the sword uh, for storage. Okay. But the magnet is powerful enough, it can attach almost as solidly just to any exposed pin or screw on the toy. Uh, which is really cool. <laughs> like little neodymium or something. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a tiny uh, neodymium magnet. It just, like I held, I was like, oh, the sword would look cool if it could tab here instead. And then because a pin was there, it did just tab on there instead. Um, the uh, And, and uh, the head sculpts, there are two head sculpts. One of them is the more than meets the eye face with the broken horn. And then the other one is a more G1 look, toy looking face with two horns. I say toy looking because he also has like yellow eyes. Uh, and here's the weird bummer. You can't just like unscrew the heads and swap the backs because the heads actually are slightly different than each other. Um, the one with the more than meets the eye face is just two halves. The one with the G1 face has like a weird separate neck inside. So if you want to give two horns to the more than meets the eye face, you actually have to figure out how to remove the horns uh, i did it was very hard because they they just they they're just pegged in but then they're held in with a, a mixture of uh paint stick and i think a little bit of glue so you have to be careful getting them out um i just think that the more than meets the eye face looks about 500 times better than that the non more than meets the eye face the one uh, the, i guess the g1-ish face the g1-ish face just looks very like flat and generic to me um when uh -huh. you get when you get past the helmet uh, so I thought it was kind of a bummer that it wasn't very easily built into the toy to just swap the horns around. Um, and it's the thing I saw I saw mentioned in video reviews that, like, uh, Make Toys did this as well. They put out an add-on kit for Universe Cyclonus to make him into, uh, you know, More Than Meets the Eye one. All these kits were all designed during, like, the first year of More Than Meets the Eye because they're all about having a one-horned Cyclonus. And he's now had two horns, like, four times longer than he's had one horn. Uh, from 2012 onwards so it's like the one horn thing is cool but make that the option not the default um also this like this is not a perfect more than meets the eye idw uh, cyclonus um i would go on to say nor should he be because he's a he's uh the third use of a design and b reformatted does call back to the comics but outside of like the djd uh it's more comic inspired than anything else. And I don't think that should be a bad thing. Uh, unfortunately, this design has a problem inherent to it. That was not corrected on this version, which is uh, in the first link I sent you, do you see how his legs are slightly bent at uh -huh. the knee? That's them when they're fully straightened out. So his legs cannot be fully straight. Uh, so he basically, he looks really dumb if you don't have him in an action pose. Cause then he just looks like he looks kind of like he's squatting. And uh, that that already looked weird on Lockdown. It looked okay on Death's Head. It just looks terrible on Cyclonus. Cyclonus is a sleek, uh, spooky dude whose legs should be able to straighten out. So I, I'm kind of bummed out that that didn't get tweaked on this version. Because everything else about him, uh, for the most part, is great. Because like, his shoulders hold together way better than the other versions. His jet mode is a lot more complete looking and transforms more solidly than the other versions. Has a lot of new tooling for the nose cone and the wings. Uh, he's a very solid uh, general purpose Cyclonus, is the way I'd put it. Um, 
He's he he probably will scratch the itch for some people if you just want an IDW looking one because he's got the face and the sword. But I hope someone does a more dedicated Cyclonus in future for an IDW looking one because like you know his chest is very different. His legs are kind of odd. Um, and also like just I, Cyclonus needs to be able to stand with straight legs. Uh, I've got him in a lot of really cool sword poses. I just can't make him look like he's at ease uh, at all. Uh, something about him just makes me think of like an NES character for some reason, like just having permanently bent knees. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying him. Um, I still need to do reviews of the other two before I get to him. Uh, and I think that that's really going to remind me of how much better this one is, but also how much like I really wish, like it's not all three of them. This mold, I really like so much about this design, except those frigging knees. Uh, and then it's a one-two punch. There's also a thing about the shoulders because he's got really big shoulder armor, but when you move his shoulder joint outwards, you can see in the third photo, the shoulder joint is that entire chunk on his shoulder. So it, like that whole okay. chunk moves in as well. If you move his shoulders past like 35, 40 degrees, uh, his shoulders start to hit the sides of his head. Uh, and it's, it's, it's also it's just very annoying. It feels like those shoulder pauldrons should be staying in place and the shoulders themselves should be a piece inside of them. So there's just there's things about this figure that make him one of the weakest master mastermind creations releases in a while. Um, all three versions of them. So I'm also I'm kind of glad that we're done with this design because <laughs> uh, while these three have been coming out, way better stuff has been coming out as well. Um, okay, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but I also got their uh, Dicamus, their version of Roadbuster, who is a uh, a tooling sibling of their Titanica, uh, who was. Uh, Stryka and like you know that figure also has some weird articulation stuff but it, it at least feels like it's there for a reason whereas on, on these three designs the shoulder thing and the knee thing neither of those things feel like they're there for any good reason um, also the magnet thing is so cool that I really want more companies to use that idea and I want Mastermind to use that idea more a good magnet lock hard point for an accessory to store on a toy uh, it feels very futuristic it feels very modern uh, and I, I like it a lot, so do that more. Um, and that is it for my Transformersing this week. Uh, let's do a little bit of off-topic. Uh, let's not go too deep, because uh, we're past the two-hour mark on my raw timeline. Don't actually know where we'll be in the real one. But, uh, Aaron, did you do any off-topic stuff? Uh, I got a piece of the rock while I was at the rock. Look, look at this guy. Look at this. Look at this Walmack over here um that was kind of a neat thing so in the uh um the end of the audio tour you know of course any any museum tour it's always exit through the gift stop gift shop. gift shop you know and uh so one of the neat things that they had was hey we're doing some serious restoration on uh a couple of the areas and due to local laws and conservation things we can't just take all of this concrete rubble and dump it in the bay we have to do something with it so instead we can sit here and say like hey this piece has no like historical significance to it so we can sell it <laughs> and uh so uh it was like 12 bucks or something but then that money also goes to help fund the efforts to to do that so uh, that was that was a neat little thing. Got T-shirts, the normal touristy, kitschy stuff. Um, for interesting things, Seth got me into his uh, Star Wars 
Heroes at Galaxy whatever game while I was waiting forever. Oh no! Uh, in an airport, so I I got like a whole bunch of random stuff in that. If that really matters, um, hey, mobile gaming. Um, I've been playing some Forge to fight. They uh, they activated Soundwave this weekend. Soundwave okay. seems really cool. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, mobile Final Fantasy suckered me in with a number six event. So, hey, mobile gaming. <laughs> None of us get to make fun of it anymore because yeah. we're all doing it. Um, I'm trying to think if I got anything interesting outside of all of that. Uh, did an Extra Life thing last night, raised a little bit of money. You're going to be doing an Extra Life 12-hour thing uh, on Saturday. Uh, hopefully I'll have some, some streaming up. He seemed to have a strong internet connection there. So I'll see if I can have like my iPad there and have a little something going. If you're in the Midwest, come to Lafayette and do stuff or watch us or sign up to be part of the Extra Life team or any of that. If anybody wants to know, hit me up on any place and I can get you the information that you need to donate or join the team. Join the team. It's really fun. It it, it like yeah. it makes video game streaming uh, feel um, virtuous somehow. <laughs> Like, like it actually has a reason versus just like, I need to talk to people. It, well, here's the thing. Like, it actually makes me feel more. It makes me want to stream more because otherwise I'm like, I don't know. What am I going to stream about? And so mm-hmm. doing that makes me go like, OK, like, I feel like I have a purpose to the stream now beyond I'm going to like record and showcase playing a video game. It's like, all right, I'm doing this thing so that whatever happens, it's actually about that link at the bottom for the extra life right. team then i, I don't and, know it, it takes pressure off me for some reason and that's um so one thing that i actually was happy with uh that i got coworkers and and otherwise good people uh going in this is you know for for this stuff it's about raising money for the charity um Yes, do I want to be the person that raises the most money each time? Yes, do I want to get a medal each time? Yes, it's nice. Um, but <laughs> it's I would rather like you that are, are a team member, you you know, feeling that you don't need to donate to me because you're raising five times the amount of money to go to something. That's awesome. Um so we got Three more people to sign up, two old team members and one new team member uh, from previous years. And uh, just, um, man, let's go. Let's do this stuff. Let's help children in need. I got the T-shirt. Whatever the T-shirt was, the thing you told me to Mm -hmm. sign up for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the premium. Signing up for premium membership, if you're thinking about signing up, um, helps uh extra life pay for hosting and the like that otherwise they would be going out of pocket or going to like corporate sponsors for and i to try uh, and just cover costs and you get i think you get more than the the value you get a shirt you get depending on um what other levels you get you might get a medal uh they frequently had like three months for free twitch premium or like humble bundle style stuff I went out uh, with my shirt and I puffed my chest out and I walked to buy some groceries and I was a little disappointed. No one ran up to me to say I'm virtuous. Um, so that, that was a little disappointing. Aaron. Yeah. It was a little disappointing. Hey, you know, not everybody gets that attention. And, <laughs> and quite frankently, another, it's a thing that I'm just like, yeah, I really don't. It's, not everyone, I, I appreciate uh, it. 
I, I, I appreciate when somebody on, has on the, seen it and asked <laughs> on the cuff of his on the cuff of his jacket. Not everyone gets a it's a medal. I have five of them sitting right here. I have five of them. Hey, click 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 click. Let me just uh, just polish all these off on the the cuff of my jacket. Mm. But, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Well, thank you. But uh, yeah, beyond that, it's I mean been working and coming back to a friggin mess at work because stuff that should have been done didn't get done well we'll deal with them yeah that's that's the plan soon enough uh tj what uh, what kind of off topic stuff you got to talk about uh so i kind of went all in on the q ranger stuff uh-oh the thing the, the exact thing i didn't want to do happened to someone else uh yeah i can't help it i love the design work on <laughs> so much of this uh, it's the first cent I have got, I've bought anything for in so long. That's all right. I, I haven't bought many plot ages. And then uh, Mr. Ray Random Factor was like, hey, you want to split some mini plot? And I just went like, OK. And uh, I, I'm not in a rush, but I think I'm going to track down the rest of the mini plot somehow. I'm hope uh, what I'm hoping is someone else buys them and goes, hey, do you want to split these again? Because I want I want to be the Aaron this time, you know, just having it presented to me. I don't want to go looking for things. Yeah, it's so much easier when life's just handed to you. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I want a I want a medal. <laughs> we have to do a video to show how it works in order to get it. Hey, listen. <laughs> I got a backlog. It's going to be stupid when I start putting V builds up again cuz I have some that I haven't put up cuz I want to finish a certain one and I keep putting it off. So it's going to be like, "All right, next V build is from October 2016." enjoy <laughs> we're gonna talk about timely things like halloween uh, it's gonna be in the summer probably <laughs> but uh all right so did you get uh the the fresh dragon mecca uh that's on order I haven't shipped it from japan just yet ah. ah i want it it looks amazing but i've got the first nine voyagers that's so. yeah that that is that is exactly what i pre-ordered and then canceled that fateful <laughs> night no, it's I mean, for Sentai Mech recently, it's far more simple, but I like that. It's big and solid and chunky, and it's, you know, just it's such up my design alley. I like that all the Voyagers have the Scramble City thing of we can be any limb. Yeah. Which feels like such an idea Sentai should have been doing a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, oh. wait, are, are Zord Builders not that one? No, not... Well, okay. Zord Builders, Zord builders kind of like, are. a motorcycle can be an arm. Yeah, Zord Builders and are... And a leg, and look like it needs to just be put out of its misery. In the sense that you can have a peg in a hole on anything, Zord Builders are Scramble City, yes. But, like, the, the Q-Ranger ones actually transform a bit between the two modes. Yeah, the, where I would equate it more to would be uh, Energon Optimus' drones. yeah. Because Zord Builder is, okay, I got this motorcycle. What if I just stick it on the arm? All right, it's the motorcycle Megazord. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, uh, Kureno is fun. I like the light modes that it does. Yeah. So it recreates all the little flashing and sound effects from the TV show. That's always fun. Um, I bought the little, like, passenger uh, Qtamas to go in it. Oh, those were also in that... that fateful night yeah because you know for those not paying attention uh 
the Zord, the Zords have like the collectible of the year, which are these little tiny globes. And in the show, you can see the Rangers like piloting inside them while they're all combined. So they made these little ones that are specifically designed to replace the ones that go in all your gimmick toys with ones that have cockpits inside with little tiny Ranger figures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of junky in that yep. like the <laughs> the Ranger figure has one point of articulation to so make the legs go up and down. So it can either stand or it can sit very awkwardly. And they don't fit too well in their little seats. I had a feeling about this. Because I was like, they're putting this pre-order up really fast. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, all they really have to do is have a Qtama where instead of like spinning, the front opens up. But like, this seems kind of expensive for that. <laughs> well, well, the where they get where they have the where the, where the justification comes in is like the seat inside does reposition so you can have it either in the pilot mode for the individual voyager or the cockpit mode for the for the big mech oh great you just resold me on that idea now i don't hate it because <laughs> that's the one thing i didn't think they were going to have it do <laughs> like i thought it was going to be the chintzest thing it was like all right we added a hinge 2500 yen please <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I wasn't very impressed with it. I ended up canceling my order for, like, the second one. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's it's fine. It's, it's a thing. Uh, But, yeah, it's a really fun toy set, set to play with. I'm still, it's, to this day, like, I keep eyeballing the silver and gold ones for, like, to, in my opinion, going above and beyond the call. Oh, they're stunningly articulated for Sentai. It's like, yeah, it's like Sentai toys that are robots. They're very articulated robots for Sentai, and they're triple changers on their own. Yeah, and one just turns into a big snakehead. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, that's friggin' cool. And then, so I, I almost ordered one of those after I saw the snakehead thing, and then I was like, no, no, this is this is just like this is just round two because that's gonna turn into well, I've got one, I should I should have nine, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, besides that, I got the changer and I got the weapon toy as well, because I really, I'm, I am a sucker for transforming weapons. Oh yeah, I, I've got, I got much, uh, idle television watching enjoyment out of the old, uh, Kamen Rider Denno Dengasher weapons. Yeah, the Dengasher is always fun to play with. Um, I think the Dengasher, strangely enough, I think the Dengasher had a little bit more play to it, to where you can kind of come up with your own custom mode. Yeah, well, which, I mean, that, that which was... they ended up making in for like every Deno villain had their own variation of those. Yeah, it made it feel cool when I was like, oh, cool, like frigging uh, Zeke's version of these is like I can do that with the thing that I have. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I always like that, how like every new character they introduce, like, everyone's got their own variation and you can actually do it. Yeah, Um, you really can't. There's really not much else you can do with the three components for Q the weapon. Like, nine modes is really, really cool to begin with, but there's not a whole lot of play, mostly because everything is, like, rectangular sockets. Like, I figure if they if they were squares, it would have been, it would have given you so much more play yeah. in what you could have done. So, a, a bit of a lost opportunity, I think, to that. But it, it is fun going between all the different modes. It, it reminds me of the toy I had for, as a kid, I had the toy for Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was like dagger, broadsword, shield, and axe all in one, and it feels like that play pattern again. Yeah, the good old fashioned Gridman the weapon. 
That's not what it's called. Probably not. No, not what it's called. Yeah. But that's fun to goof with. Uh, the changer's fun to goof with just because it does so much. Awkward, awkward to get a Qtama in it. But once it's there and you can use it like a joystick, it's it's a fun little toy to goof around with. And it's one of those toys that looks like it's just going to have just an obscene number of sound effects that it's capable of. Yeah. But you haven't, um, you haven't quote unquote hacked it yet with sticks. Oh, yes, I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I absolutely have. I found, <laughs> the first thing I did was like, where's the X8 noise? Like, what did you I think I did last, last weekend? <laughs> but no, it was like, oh, oh, there's part of me that's like, oh, I wonder what else I can do. And the part of me was like, I kind of just spoiled big things for myself. Oh, well. Yeah. But no, that's been a lot of fun. Like, it's the first Sentai series I've got. Like, I haven't bought anything Sentai-wise since I think... Kyoryuger. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was kind of gentle on my wallet. This one, no. I, I I love the look of all this stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like what happened with me and Gaim after a whole lot of not buying rider toys. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to talk about what Gaim did to me. Uh, I'm still eyeballing lock seeds that I skipped. That's how I heal as I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else off topic you want to talk about? Uh, nothing really of note. I think that's about it. Alrighty. Uh, I got one major off topic thing. Uh, this was, uh, actually thanks to, uh, part, part of the Twitter pals, good old, uh, Anubis. Uh, this was, this was back when I, you know, that, that Macross toy I got, the Draken with the, the single thruster jet. Um, this was the other Macross toy I, I pre-ordered, um, through somebody. I missed the pre-order on this one, and I was like, oh, this is the, this is the other Macross Delta jet. I, I kind of want to have it, one of it, too. Uh, I'll get the fancy pants one with the Grim Reaper on it, because that looks cool. Um, and, you know, those things sell out really fast. So, uh, thanks, thanks to Anubis, I was able to get, uh, a hold of one, uh, when it came out. This is the VF31F, uh, Siegfried. This is the... Uh, the Messer Knifeman version, which has a Grim Reaper on it, a very cool color scheme, and a friggin' uh, Common Rider head. Uh, just straight up has bug eyes and antenna, so I was like, alright, this is made for me. Um, this is a very good toy. Uh, this is, end of the day, a more solid toy than the Draken. Uh, this is the second release of the Siegfried. The first one was uh, was in blue for whoever the protagonist is of this show. Um and it's uh, it has like ratchet joints all throughout the legs. It just feels really good. It has a very premium finish. Uh, the transformation is very smooth, but uh, has its own little quirks that make it uh, more interesting than your average Valkyrie transformation. Um, one of the main things being the way that the arms are integrated into the bottom of the wings uh, in jet mode. It's it's really slick. Uh, feels very good. Uh, the articulated uh, hands that are able to stay inside for the whole transformation uh, completely suck at holding weapons. Uh, they, they don't even try. There's no tabs or anything. Because um, you can remove the gun off of his back to hold as an actual like rifle. But the cool thing is you can leave the gun on his back because there's like this articulated weapons pack uh, that can open up and transform to have like a drone launcher and a gun. And you, you can actually fold it back up into just like a big stick and leave it hanging off his back, which is kind of cool. Um, aesthetically, the only thing about this guy, and I've, I've read this is just a Kawamori thing right now, uh, the designer, is he's a really slender looking robot, but then his backpack, which is like the two folded up wings on the weapons pack, uh, they are not snug against his back at all. They are in fact jutting very far off of his back, 
um, and, it, and that seems to be a very intentional design thing with Kawamori right now. It means that this toy has a very deep Z-axis footprint if you're trying to, like, save on shelf space and, and you know, have him in robot mode, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, this dude will have to be very far away from other things behind him because his wings stick very far off of his back. But it's a very solid toy. Um, I'm, I'm glad I, I was able to get a hold of it. Um, I'm I'm probably not going to get any other Delta uh, variations of this or the Draken. I'm, I'm happy with the two of them. They're my my uh, my my Robotech Common Rider and my Robotech Shocker guy. Um, that's the official canon uh, side story for the two of them. Okay, and, that's what uh, I thought. It sounded familiar. Yeah, it's it's Common Rider Robotech. Um, he's he's going to count up your protoculture and then uh, and then kick you in the face. But yeah, like I would say, if you can get a hold of one of these, it's the thirty-one F is a is a super solid toy, um, and it's it's a it's from what I understand and from my brief experience with one of the Frontier Valkyries, it's a step up um, for these Chogokin Valks. But I can tell you, you should go get one. That doesn't mean you're going to find one. Uh, the third variation, uh, Mirages, uh, which is like a kind of magenta accented one, went up for pre-order for about an hour, uh, and that was it. You you don't you don't have another chance to pre-order it anytime soon, um, and if you pay crazy aftermarket prices, I think that would greatly affect the enjoyment of this piece. But that's just me. I don't I don't think I really match up sensibility wise with a lot of Macross fans because um, you know a lot of them are more more oriented towards the line art or you know worried about about gaps on the jet mode. And for me, it's just like doesn't feel good when it transforms, and this does. Uh, I'm sure some of the paint scratched here and there, um, but not in ways I can really notice. And the, the kind of cool thing is, if you see on the jet mode, it's got that Grim Reaper motif painted on the back. Uh, that is painted over, like, 15 hinges that fold in on themselves. And that Grim Reaper motif did not just turn into a scraped pile of mush uh, on the first couple transformations. And I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that's been my foray into Macross land. Uh, lots of good robo-technology, lots of good Veritech fighters. Um, that's also been my off-topic. So that's been a podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, we got the whole month of May ahead of us. So if you're listening to this, then A, may the 7th be with you. And in fact, maybe even may the 8th be with you. And if I remember to go and fix Aaron's cussing and swearing, may the 9th be with you as well. Uh, we'll talk what to you if later. You, what if you don't remember to fix my profanities? Well, that's only going to be for about an hour, because then I'm going to get, like, 15 messages going like, Oh, I heard Aaron swearing! You let us swear in! You left us swear in! And then I'm going to have to go and make a new version, and it's going to be all confusing. And this is all your fault, Aaron. Why would you do that's this okay. to me? I've done nothing but I've done nothing but, but compliment you and all of the, the propaganda you've done for Big Propeller. Uh... TJ can back me up on this one. We talked about you a whole bunch last time. See, see, we weren't supposed to mention that. First off, thank you for your kind words in that previous well, episode. What I kind really do words? It. Don't don't um, gaslight. However, however, what I am going to say is, by you saying big propeller, does that mean that uh, you believe in small propeller then? No, I'm talking about the industry. Small propeller, the indie side uh, of propeller. No, 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 because are... it's like big business, small business. Yeah, of course so, there is. So, so then, so then you believe in small propeller and helicraft, not just large propeller and helicraft. No, I believe in small well, propeller to no, the no, extent. No, so, you, so you're backpedaling well, upon the say, statement you said just before this one. I'm not backpedaling. I'm clarifying 
I believe your, your statement. You say that you believe in small propeller, except for where propellers are things that are they are are helicopters. I believe small propeller is certainly something you can say. Sort of like all those people who try to build jetpacks in their backyards. It's like yes, they are small jetpack. Those jetpacks don't work, but they are definitely small jetpack. They're probably going to blow themselves up. Just like, you know, small propeller. Yeah, all these people trying to make magic spinning things to make them lift off. They're probably going to jump off of their roof and break their legs. But, you know, they certainly do exist. You can't you can't fold me into the web of big, big propellers propaganda like this, Aaron. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm going to squint one eye at you the way I'm doing at my microphone right now. Ow. Because I can see or care about either one of those. I'm narrating. I'm narrating my actions. This is meant to be an aid. My eyeball hurts now. I could need an eye drop. I need. To, we need to stop this podcast episode. We need to reach completion. Uh, thank you all for listening. Have a, a lovely propellerless day. That's a word, right? Propellerless. Yeah, it if is you wanted now. to be in some sort of inferior aircraft. All right. Like a jetpack. Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.